Hey, yo, what's up, Mike? It is yo. 9 p.m. Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, and it's your boys, Mike and Mish, with the Mike and Mish Show. What's up, Mike? I am ready to body tonight. Do you understand? Yeah, I understand. You ready? You Why? You fired understand? up? I am fired up. What Had are you a so great fired Christmas. Up Had a few oh. days off of work. I went back today, thought I was going to die for the eight hours I was there. It was so boring. I needed oh, somebody to save me. But here's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every, everybody knows how it is. The week after Christmas, there's like, usually there's about 300 people in the building at work. Mike yeah. and I both work at the same facility. Um, there was like 17 cars in the parking lot. It was, it was completely empty. It's it's the wor- best and worst week to go to work because you don't waste any leave. Nobody's there, but it's so boring. There's nobody there at all. Yeah. Like you can't get shit done because every time you want to get something done, the person's not there. I got to right. go to production control. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. Yep. Um, how was Christmas? You you said you had a good Christmas. Yeah, I had a good Christmas. I hope everybody around me had a good Christmas. I cooked the food and I drank the drinks. <laughs> I you, built the Lego build, houses. And I was going to say, did you build any doll houses or anything oh this year? Oh my god! Do you understand the amount of things that I built? Oh, geez, I got. I have a doll house over here that is four feet tall. Do you understand this? <laughs> Look at this thing. Does it? Whoa, hey, that's four all right. Feet tall, that thing. Look at that thing. You built that, huh? Santa Claus. Did you build did Santa? Okay, so it was Santa built Claus prior built to Christmas morning. Yeah. Oh and sorry. desks and vanities and every other damn thing that you could think of. But you know, I like that type of stuff. That was it was fun. We played uh we, you know what was really fun? You know, Bluey. If we you talk about Bluey. Bluey real quick keepy uppy with the balloon you keep the balloon yep, in the yep. air you know that game everybody knows it they have a board game board game like that and it's they have fun a keepy uppy board <laughs> it's fun it's fun it's it's a little kid's game but it was actually pretty fun so that's yeah. fucking great uh i have to give a shout out i had a great christmas too my boys got everything one of my kids is totally in the sports he got everything you could think of new catcher's mitt new baseball glove new basketballs new bags to carry his gear in Jackson is is more of the smart kid. He got Lego sets and boogie and uh, and books and stuff like that. But HKA USA, shout out to Nick Sampson because oh, yeah. I got a care package the day before Christmas, and inside that care package, our our guy Nick Sampson over at HKA USA got custom gloves made for my boys that have their names Nolan Mish and Jackson Mish on the on the uh, straps. With the Mike and Mish and Mission Accomplished logos on the gloves, blew the kids' minds. Next thing you know, they're boxing in the kitchen all afternoon. It was fucking nice. great, dude. That's on Instagram? Where is it that? is. The video's on Instagram. You guys will love that. Uh, check that out. So thank you to them. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. We got a guest waiting to come on in a minute here. We're going to bring on Nelson Lopez, BKFC uh, fight. What is he? A fight developer? This, yes, development? fighter development. Fighter, fighter development. That gonna, is what I got from the tryouts. That's what it says. But I feel like he does much he's more. A, than he's that. an extraordinary. We're gonna bring. He can't put what he does in a two, three word. Yeah. Uh, t- no, no, no. You know, lower. He's a promoter, a matchmaker, a boxer. He's 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 a he's a little uh, renaissance man in the world of combat sports. But let's shout out our sponsors real quick and get him on here. Yeah. First up, Mike, who do we got? Well, what we have is what you should have done before Christmas. Not now. Now it's too late. However, you can make it up by going to the shave parlor before New Year's Eve. Don't be out there looking like a slob bone 
Go out there, get the three on top, skin fade, whatever whatever it is that you get. Get down there to 131 Del Prado Boulevard, Cape Coral, Florida. Jay Omar, Heather, and Naughty Nate are going to hook you up. They know what's going on. Get down there and get that haircut right away. Get your hair did. Get your hair did. Also, go over to BK Bet Shark at BK Bet Shark on Instagram. You know him. He's stacking his bank account with uh, betting advice for the bare knuckle fight world. So, if you don't like money, don't follow him. But if you want to stack some money in your bank account, the guy is the man. He's got a very high win percentage. Get over to at BK Bet Shark. Follow him. Pay the monthly payment. Um, two people won a free month on our last episode. Yes, and, they did. Um, that their free month is going to start on February 2nd with BKFC 57. So I hope they take advantage of that. They listen to his tutelage and they stack their their bank accounts up and win yeah. some goddamn money. I'm telling you, that's like a lifetime right there. You can have a lifetime. You just keep stacking that money and getting that BK bet shark. We got a uh, dynamic life. Yes, dynamic. Life, weight loss, sexual health, and anti-aging. Founded by a team of medical professionals with over 25 years of experience in regenerative medicine, anti-aging, weight loss, and sexual wellness. Take back control of your life now. Go to www.livedynamic.com and become a patient in just 20 seconds. And check out the Dynamic Life Instagram page at L-I-V Dynamic. That's Live Dynamic without the E. There you go. And last but not least, Bucked Up is our newest sponsor. Go to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Mike and Mish and get some of their top-notch products, their energy drinks, their energy shots. The Buck Shots are fantastic. They taste great, and they get you going all day. I got to tell you, um, I got one of their sampler packs in the mail Oh, beautiful. Yo, check this out. All you got to do is go to our link, right? I'll, I'll share the link after the show. Go to the link. And pay the shipping and handling. And if you're ever interested in getting some bucked up stuff, for the for the cost of shipping and handling, they'll send you one of every single pre-workout they got. Dope. One dose. So Love you that. try this one one day, this one the other. Nice. So, you get, so then you can figure out which one you want to buy. So go ahead and get this. But you also get to pick out a, a shaker bottle. So for the cost, only five, six bucks shipping or whatever. Yeah. You get all this shit. You get there, you figure out which one you want to, you like, then you go over to buckedup.com, use the promo code Mike and Mish, get 20% off. And everybody's looking good for the springtime, you know what I'm yeah, saying? You can't go wrong with that. And I guess I'm the stew not of the week because I sat at work all day. I have three of those buck shots in my bottom draw and I didn't even use one. I was well, getting so tired. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'll tell you guys how it works out. I'm there definitely you go. doing it. Hey, with that said, thank you to our sponsors. Let's go ahead and bring our first guest in. He is. The man behind the Prospect Series. He is the man bringing in all these world champions. Austin Trout wouldn't be in the BKFC if this guy wasn't around. He's going to be telling us all about himself and what's what's to look forward to in the 2024 year. Here he is, Nelson Lopez Jr. What's up? How you doing, guys? What's going on, Nelson? Oh, lost my light. Sorry. What's going on, guys? Oh, it's always good to see you, my friend. Uh, welcome to the show. We've never had you on here. We've had everybody else involved in the BKFC to include the Prez. We can't get that COO on here, though. No matter how hard we try, Dave Jr. will not trying. come on a podcast. Good luck, good luck with that one. We're going to keep <laughs> trying. Yeah. So like, like you heard me say on the intro there, uh, you're kind of like a combat sports uh, renaissance, man. You've done a little bit of everything. You fought, you've boxed, you... Uh, You've promoted, you've match made. Can you just 
for those who are watching that don't know you, just give us a quick uh, rundown of, of your background real quick, and then we'll get into things. Um, you know, I just um, – I, I love combat sports. I love boxing. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fanatic of boxing. I'm a, I love the history, the, the skills, the, the just, just, just hand-to-hand combat altogether. My father was a, was a pro fighter. I saw him fight when I was at a young age and got into the training, into the managing, got into the promoting internationally. And, you know, I, I became a really good helper to him. And I, I, I actually I went to college. I, I got a degree in, in biology. I went to dental school. And, um, no way. And, and I just I took a leave of absence for a year after I had my first son. And I, and I, and I told my dad, you know, while I'm on that one-year leave, I'm, I'm going to open up the gym back home. And I ended up doing a couple events, working with ESPN, working with, with networks. And I did a show actually at my college. And from there, I got offered a, a pretty decent job working as a, a matchmaker, event coordinator, got into the music. And, and I just never looked back to dental school. I left and my mother wasn't really happy about that. But, you know, I went to Chase Chase what I, my dream is, is to make a living doing this, which is a very hard task. It's a very, very hard goal to be able to make a living doing this. And I, I'm just blessed to be able to, to do this, to do this for a living and, and enjoy. I got to tell you this, Nelson, if you gave me 20 guesses to uh, guess what you went to college for, <laughs> I don't think dentists would have been on there at all. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I believe that. I believe that. But my mother was Asian, so you know that was either you had to be a nurse, a doctor. So she was pushing that all the way. So okay. Yeah. Well, dude, you uh, so you just touched on a lot of things, but you've kind of been connected with uh with Feldman for a lot of it, right? You guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. You know, I, I also boxed. My father trained me. I was in the um 2000. I, I went to the trials and and I was I fought high level in the amateurs. Um, you know, I turned pro later on in my career just to try it out, but I just didn't, um, it was something that I was, I was really, really, I really liked, liked the training of it, the development of it. I loved it. Like I was helping already kids I was in, in, in high school when I was teaching. Um, I was already had a, the school, the gym open, I had kids and I was just fascinated by that, how it was changing their lives and how, how kids were like getting respect in school and, you know, it's, it's a whole, like, how do you say it? Like, uh, I don't know. It, it, it builds your character, you know, discipline. It's, it's it's everything that Bruce Lee talks about in, in his karate teachings, you know. It, it's in combat sports. So, um, you know, and, and, and I just, I just, I just, uh, I just followed what I, what I truly loved. I couldn't fight. And I said, let me, let me figure out how I could do this, be involved still. And we got to the level of, of where there was these big promoters that were coming into town and and I really started as a driver. You know, the the promoter, they knew me as a trainer or as a fighter. They knew me as the son of Nelson Sr. They knew that that, that was the son of that promoter. And I said, you know, hey, listen, I, I'll drive. Um, I'll pick people up from the airport. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll make sure they're good. You know, I, I was just taking care of the guys. I would pick you guys from the airport and you guys would, I would tell you where the best restaurant was, what you needed. I would, I really was, uh, uh, um, how do you say, accommodating to everyone. 
And I just developed a really good relationship with those sanctioning bodies, with the, with the coaches. And before you know it, my Rolodex was in three years, two, three years, my Rolodex was crazy. I could call the president of the WBC, the president of the WBC. And it was just on like, hey, you know, you're coming to Miami. Don't worry. I'll pick you up from the airport. And then the promoter was like, I said, you know what? I can do a little bit more. I said, hey, do you need a boxing ring? Because I can get a boxing ring. I purchased a boxing ring. Now the promoter was renting the boxing ring for me. I hired my buddy as a DJ. Then I said, you know what? I can be a cut man. And I worked as a cut man. And I wrapped hands. And I, I would work the back, back of the house. And little by little, I just went to just just engaging completely into the whole, every aspect of the combat world. You know, Crazy. it's almost like a franchise. And, and, and McDonald's, you can have all the money in the world, but you can't own it unless you know how to do the fries, clean the bathrooms, flip the bird. You have to go through the process before they even give you the franchise. And I just did everything. And then when it got to the, the point of matching fights, I was like, wait a minute, I can make money matching fights? I said, hold on a second. I have a gym and I have yeah. some apartments. I started putting guys, fighters, that up. fighters up. And I told the promoter, when you come to Florida, you tell me the weights and everything, the fighters will be in Florida waiting for you. No way. That's awesome. And there was not a, and anybody in boxing that knows me, there was not a show that you didn't see me. There wasn't a boxing match that you did not see my ball head in, in the corner or in the background or walking on it. And that's that's how I really I just kind of put myself into the into the game like that. Where it did came, you get a boxing ring from? <laughs> I ordered one from Everlast. <laughs> really? So you just hop on their website and I just hop on the website. I said, What what size ring are you are you doing? And and they were like, Oh, it's a 20 by 20. Oh, no problem. And man, I learned how to put that thing up and I put my boys together. The fighters were helping me put it up. It was three thousand dollars a ring, and I was making the money. Nice. No kidding. Crew that was doing the ring that night, breaking it down, and yeah, I wasn't making the whole thing, but I was. I had a I, when I did a show, I had a group of fifteen guys that were making money with me, and and that's and, incredible. And before you know it, I was like, you know what, I can do a show. My dad was like, yeah, you can do a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said, I'm using your license. We're doing the show, and I started doing shows. When you get the ring, like do you choose the color of the ropes and no, the you curtain know, and. No, the promoters usually have their branding material. And they just wrap. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They, they have their branding material. I see. I see. So. Man, that's pretty wild. So you just went that out is. and you go online and you buy. <laughs> they, the next thing roll, you know, they roll out with a ring. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and next thing you know, you're promoting. I think put, it's, well, no, I think it might be almost as hard as putting together this dollhouse over here. Oh, listen, I had to put that ring together. <laughs> Bulgaria Thank God for G. Yes. Put the ring together. The ring did not make it to Bulgaria. So we had to build the ring. No way. What? It didn't make it. We had to build the ring and put the ring. I was, G, me, and Serge were putting the ring together up to five, six o'clock before the fight, first fight walked in. Wow. No way. G didn't even go back to get dressed. I just brought his stuff from the hotel. That was is great. How, hey, how, speaking of Bulgaria, how many people were in attendance for that? Was um, it over eight thousand? No, it was around eight thousand. Yeah, it was around eight. Man, that's a huge crowd. Yeah, we heard. I just it remember really it being massive. massive. It was beautiful. Those screens. Oh my gosh, I want those screens in the U.S. Those screens were were like huge. I couldn't believe how big those screens were. It looked amazing. It's Man. it seriously looked like 
some like presidential shit in there, like with the draped tables and the and the in the cloth over the chairs, and like everybody was dressed. Everybody, everybody in the floor was a mafia. Yeah, it looked. It really did. It looked like something out of a movie for real. Let me tell you. So we got deployed in 2012. That's when I met Kyle. Right, we were getting deployed. We're on pre-mobilization. And then we we flew over to Kuwait. And on the way there, we stopped in Bulgaria at the airport there. And uh, I got to tell you, man, that fucking, that airport was a bit sketchy. Okay. If, to say the least. <laughs> when we went to the airport, like we get, we get off the plane. We walk off on the tarmac. We get on this little trolley. It brings us over to this little tiny airport. And when I went in there, it was oh. very like yellow, like tile walls and like very smoky. And yeah. it was like just these little kiosks. People smoke, of, people smoke in the airport. People smoking yeah. everywhere. I yeah. felt like it was just a cloud of. It, but there was, but they were like, "Oh, you got to smoke downstairs." I was like, "The whole place is lit up right now." But there was like kiosks. There was an actual like there might have been like a restaurant or two like small like little things. But I feel like most of them were just kiosks. Like people just yeah. set up right here. You could just yeah. walk outside. There was a door, and I was like, I could just walk outside right here, right uh, onto the no, tarmac. So, Nobody's it was, here. It was quick. But I'm gonna tell you, great people, man. Yeah, very nice people. Those they, they you know, I've I've been everywhere. I've been to a lot of places where yeah. people are very cold, you know, and they, they. But these were very inviting. Like you know, you don't want to make any act. Very nice people. Very inviting. Very welcoming. Um, you know, it, it was it was cool. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I wish we get to go somewhere else, but the airport. But we couldn't. They're like right back on the plane. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, well, we got we got another show coming up. I was gonna uh, say, is that gonna be a place that you guys are gonna frequent, like once a year over there? Or, or yeah, we're, we're actually we're I'm looking to do another big show, and I'm gonna do we want to do a BKFC prospects and also a prospect amateur. So, wow, yeah, it's gonna be cool. So we're gonna get into the prospect series in a second. You got the sign up behind you. Um, that's a big conversation right now, but. When you started, you just gave us a quick rundown on how you got your start. Like you obviously get your start dipping your toe in every single bit of the business. How long were you messing around in the business before you started finding yourself working with the Bob Arums and the fucking Oscar De La Hoyas of the world and promoting um, with these big ass companies and these world champions? You know, it, it was the next step, right? So I was getting, I was getting fighters. Obviously, I was working with the B side fighters. It was kind of like a more economical way where I couldn't invest in a in a an Olympian, but there was there was guys in the gym that hey Nelson, how can I get directly to and get a fight directly with the promoter without twenty middlemen taking money from me? And I was like, look, I'll get you directly. But when it got to the next level was when I discovered how to do visas. When I found out how to do a visa, I paid maybe four or five thousand dollars for the first visa. And I told my dad, I was like, listen, man, I'm not paying $5,000 for a visa. I'm about to research this visa and figure it out. And when I found out I can do a visa for $1,500 bucks, and I can bring me a guy from Mexico that was 20 and 0, and a guy from, from Africa that was 15 and 0. And I told Bob Aram, I said, hey, that champ that you have, I have a guy that's 15 and 0 that's also ranked number 15 in the world. And I'll bring him to, I'll bring him to the United States. And I'll put him in the camp and he'll be here medical and ready to go. And that was the turning point when the big promoters were like, man, this guy, this guy really brought four fighters from different countries, undefeated, ranked in the world. 
and they 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 were a necessity to the TV network. You know, that's got to be such a huge asset to the company because how many times do fights fall off because people get hung up on their v like they couldn't get out of their country or they couldn't get into the country? You know, that was me. That was I was the guy to pick that up. I wow. had whether I had the fight contracted or not. <clears throat> I had a guy in the gym at the weight on weight backup unofficially, but the promoter knew that it was there on backup. Wow. And I, and, and that's, and, and I really did. I did really well. I did well in boxing because I was, I was facilitating a fight for, for an international fighter that wasn't making that kind of money. Never believed, dreamed in his life. He would be fighting in the United States on HBO, Showtime, pay-per-view or anywhere those places. And also helping the, the promoter feel secure that, Hey, I have a, a, a backup fighter undefeated just as qualified if that challenger were to fall off, get hurt or something. So, you know, and it got to the point where I wasn't paying for visas no more because I would just say, Hey, you want this guy, the V then, then I started making money on the visas because I was doing them for 1500 and I can charge four or $5,000. I say, and I tell the promoter, Hey, Bob, five grand, this guy will be on standby in my gym. And wow. they would pay for the visas. So, I was I was making money there, you know. I was I was doing medical runs, you know. I had a deal with the with the. I'm putting all the secrets out now. I had a deal with all the doctors. Um, my mother, my mother was a was a was a doctor, so she connected me with the neurologist, the 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 labs. I was doing labs for thirty dollars, charging the hundred bucks. I was doing the MRIs for one hundred and fifty, charging the four hundred. But I was making money on every single aspect, and not that I was gouging anyone i was keeping the standard prices but i found a way cutting all the middlemen out in every transaction in boxing yeah and you're building your own little empire i mean i mean you're building you're building yourself up it is a it's you gotta live i taught g how to cut wrap hands how to how to work cuts i taught eddie how to wrap hands how to cut i taught my cousin how to do medical runs and book flights i had i had everything to the point at the at the top of my um boxing career the promoters were like, Nelson, here's your budget. Do all the fights on the undercard. Get them to the get them uniform, get them visa, get them here, and get them to the fight. And we'll pay you this amount. And that's that was that's what I was doing. It was it was amazing. It was a great, great run. Now you you're you're like blowing everybody's mind with, with all this shit that you're saying. And and I didn't know anything about that. I th- I feel like I've known you for about three years now and I never knew any of this stuff. But I do know that you promoted the three biggest events ever in the country of Kazakhstan, correct? Oh, With, yeah. With uh, Kanat Islam. Correct. Now, can you talk a little bit about that? And is is that a country that you, like, with your connections in, the, in your career in boxing, do you feel like you could be the conduit to getting the BKFC into, like, Kazakhstan? Or- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you right now. The talks with Kazakhstan are there. The reason why Kanat Islam was a political figure. He was a he was a Chinese Olympian that was Muslim that could not practice his religion in China. That after he won the Olympics, got bronze, he moved to Kazakhstan, changed his ni- name, became a Kazakh, you know, like a real Kazakh uh, 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 resident. Citizen? Yeah, citizen. Yep. And that was a big, like, political thing. So... When I built him to 26 and 0, 27 and 0, 
and I brought him to that country to fight, the government was like, Nelson, um, we'll pay you for this. And I did three shows in that country. And and Dave, Dave knows about it because we were working together during the time. <clears throat> I did three shows in that country for less than 15,000, no less than 15,000 people per show. And it was no one understood how and why I had every A-side fighter was an Olympian or someone that 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 came out of that country. I have a contract still on, with my name and Triple G's name on it when, when wow. I first came out of the Olympics. And um, and Kazakhstan is on the list. You know, they haven't 100% adopted the bare knuckle, you know, system. Um, I'm talking to Mongolia. South Africa is on the way. Yes. Um, you know, I'm in I'm in Colombia. We're, we're gonna go to. I already did a trial in Colombia. I'm looking at a fight card already. I already reserved a couple of um, venues. Um, Mexico is happening already. Like I'm I'm moving outside of the, of the United States. I'm 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 trying to spread like like wildfire. Wow. I'm impressed. I, I swear to God, man, I, it, like I didn't know uh, we were going to get all this insight. And I don't think the people in the comment section knew that either. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the BKFC. Now, you did all you did. Your your resume is crazy. Um, you've or, you've already experienced all that in the boxing world. Now you're in this new sport. You and Dave are uh, are trying to take this thing, you know, to UFC to levels. the moon to the yeah. moon. Exactly. Um one thing you're invested, like you're pretty invested into the prospect series and the prospect amateurs, right? The amateur series. Yeah, prospect so, amateurs is one one entity. Mm -hmm. BKFC prospects is a combination as is a partnership between prospect amateurs and BKFC. Okay. And BKFC, yeah. So for those who don't know exactly what, say January twenty seventh is coming up. Okay. On that card. Are there going to be some amateur fights on that card as well as pros, as well as BKFC well-known fighters? Like, can yes, you tell us there, that? There, there will be pro. The reason that we had planned to do half amateurs, half pro, the amateur part has not been approved by the commission yet. And believe it or not, it gets approved a few, a week after the event and we could move the event. So we're going to just put all pros, it's but all pros. Okay. Yeah, but all these pros are a uh, majority of them are from the tryouts. So if, if you check on the app, the app has the stories of these of these fighters coming from the tryouts, going into prospects, and we do oh, have okay. a couple guys that like the main event and coming event are are known fighters, you know that that been already on the stage, but that prospect part on the main event and coming event, we're kind of allowing that since we didn't put any amateurs. We're gonna put these these guys that are, are high 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 level ticket sellers in the in the, in the area. Yeah, Mike and I were talking about this, and I think you just answered our question there. Um, we're not we shouldn't expect um these prospect events to have <clears throat> to have like three fights at the top of the bill that are well known every time, right? Is that or is this gonna be like status quo going forward? No, this is this is not going to be. It's going to be a little bit, especially if we have some amateurs. You know, we're going to Canada. Okay. Yeah, we're going to Canada so soon. You're going to see. I mean, I know that you have whiff of it, but you'll see the card. You know, this is prospect amateurs are are uh, 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 the beginning step. You know, for some of these fighters, and also there's some setbacks. You know, Eric Dotson lost. You know, he he was coming up under his brother, and 
This is a, okay, let me put them as a co-main event here, or let me put them as a feature bout here and, 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 and come up again. And, and it's like almost a second chance. There's not enough fights for these fighters. There just, right. just isn't. You know, look, Miami, I, my, I hurt, my heart hurts because I can only put 12 fighters on. But I signed a Demeco Lamont. I signed, we signed, you know, three or four other prospects that I want to put them on the stage. I was signed a 13 and 0 kid that um, that's a boxer that wants to, you know, go BKFC. But we just don't have enough fights. I, 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 that's why I'm like, I'm trying to spread as much as I can and form these teams in these different locations to keep everyone busy. Yeah, it seems like um, the sport is growing so fast right now. And a lot of people say this like, Oh, how come this person hasn't fought? And how come this person hasn't fought? And then, like you said, you guys trying to put people on different cards, give them some fights, yada, yada, yada. But this past week, if you peruse through some social media, there was a lot of people who are very critical about like, Oh, Noah Cutter is on the main event over here. And Taylor Starling and Savage got announced yesterday, I believe. Right. And so people are like, Oh, how come these people being, disrespected quote unquote right some people saw it disrespect some people see it as no actually put a couple of or say like four or six fighters that people know bring some eyes to prospects and then you have all the prospects on the card so they come to the card to see because i mean to be honest like i don't know who the i followed this sport very closely i don't know who the prospect fighters are i just know like you said uh, and when we talked to Chris Lytle last week, I just know the people that have been highlighted in the prospect or the tryout uh, videos on the app. Other right. than that, I just see a crowd of people and maybe I saw two sexes of them punching a bag. I don't know who they are. Right. So what what's going to draw me into that? I don't know. Maybe Noah Cutter versus Sanchez at the top of the bill. Maybe Taylor Starling versus Savage would bring me into that. That's right. how I would. Uh, 100%. 100%. I mean, you got to think about it like this. You, you have an artist that comes out uh, on the radio, but you don't know the artist, but maybe he has a featured song with a, a very famous artist. Yep. You know, and you'll pay attention to that artist because he's on there with Akon or he's on there with Fat Joe or whatever. I just, I just kind of said how old I was. But <laughs> just as old as us, apparently. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's our age. Eminem, yep. Juice World. These yeah, nowadays, like. like, like let these guys, let the young guys, the young guys and girls that are fighting on the prospect see how a Donald Sanchez sells out a venue. Yeah. Yes. You know, let them see how a Noah Cutter comes to fight. Yep. You understand? And the girls, here's an example. Let's see how, how a Tyler Taylor Starling is coming to fight. We have a couple girls on the undercard. Like, this is a good example, man. This is a good it's a good it's a good middle ground, a good middle platform where we can mix these guys and, and mix the guys coming up. So something on that card that I noticed, and I brought it up to Mike, and you could confirm this if you if you know. Yeah. Juan Adams. Juan Adams is Juan Adams, heavyweight, six yeah. foot five, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, fought and won on the on Dana White's contender series, right. got himself a contract in the UFC, fought three, four, five times in the UFC, fought Greg Hardy in the UFC, now fighting on the on the prospect series. He's gotta be the first fighter that you guys have pulled that is competed in one on the fucking contender series for Dana White and it will now be fighting on the BKFC prospect, prospect series yeah. possibly winning a, a contract to be in the BKFC that's something cool right there 
I mean, that that shows that this is another sport. You know, this isn't the UFC. This isn't this isn't none of that. We, I want to. We're going to see how he performs with another heavyweight bare knuckle. He's and he is a prospect, and he's a big guy. Yeah. So you know, it's it's a beautiful feature to have on this prospect series. It, you know, I, I, and people people consider prospect a young kid or no, it's it's the beginning stage of of what they want to be at, where they want to mm-hmm. be at. You know, so this is the beginning. This is the initial start. Start now. For, for those who have not gone on the app and saw the production value of these tryout videos and these prospect videos, they're awesome. Do yeah. you see, you've had a lot of uh, work with TV and everything like that. And, and Feldman talks about a TV deal all the time. And I feel like it's right on the, on the cusp. We're right there. Right. Do you see, like, I'm telling you guys that are watching this show right now, go on the app and watch the, the tryout videos are fantastic. I, yeah. I love the production of those. They're really good. They're about 24 minutes long. So they're perfect for like a half an hour on TV with some commercials and shit. Yep. Do you Nelson think that um we could possibly see like that series getting picked up like the BKFC tryout series or the prospect series getting picked up on, you know, Fox Sports or one of the or ESPN or something like that. Hundred percent. Call it a, call it a pilot. You yeah. know, call it a proof of concept. Uh, call it's, it, yeah, call it whatever you like. Whatever you just said, whatever you just witnessed by seeing it, that's exactly what it is. So you know, the initial steps is Fubu TV, and and they're gonna show it and they're gonna see the quality, and then you know something else will come, will come up, and maybe we're doing this. Throughout the entire prospect amateurs, BKFC prospects, and the BKFC, like we're just following it, following these stories all the way through championship level. It, it's it's really funny, like that the the prospect series is. I feel like about to become like a big thing in 2024 for sure. Like this is going to be good. And when they announced the prospect series, like there was like this wave of negativity on social media of like. What the fuck is this? Why would they? What, they're just biting. They're biting off the contender series. They're biting off, and and Mike and I on this show were like, why wouldn't they bite off the fucking Dana White's contender series? It's successful as hell, and the business plan, the 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 blueprint has been laid out by the UFC how to turn a million dollar company into a seven billion dollar company over a twenty year period. So why the fuck wouldn't you follow their lead? You know what I mean? This prospect yeah. series. Sprinkle in your own touch along yeah. the way. But it's why not going to be the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, paved, don't, don't, you know. don't get me wrong. We didn't sit there and say, oh, let me look at the blueprint of. Right. No, but right. I'm not saying that either. But I'm saying, like, if that was the criticism that people are saying about this series, so they're, so they're like, so uh, my other thing was, so what? Like, who cares? Like, it, it's, it's successful. So why wouldn't they try to, like, follow in the lead of something successful like that? It, like I said, there's not enough time, enough fights, enough uh, 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 airtime to show <clears throat> show these stories. You know, we we had we had to some we needed something else to take over that Saturday. You know, something to take over that Thursday. But you know, we, Friday was filled with BKFC numbered events, knuckle manias, and now we have we'll fill in the gaps with this. You know, we I wish they could have done this with the Howard Davises and the Kai Stewart's and the in the in the in the Durans, I wish I could have followed these boys coming up, you know, because I we we've seen it, we witnessed it, but they they didn't get this chance to show. They just went straight into the big big leagues and just just you know just see what you can do. 
But now, now we will see that superstar of the Adams come up. We will see those those young men that were the tryouts and young women that were the tryouts see how they look. And we will build the superstar. It's not gonna be always, oh, we just got this guy from the UFC. Oh, we got this guy from Bellator. No, mm-hmm. it's gonna be, man, I seen this kid become a superstar from the amateurs to the BKFC prospects to the knuckle mania and to the world title. We this is this is the this is the path how to build your own superstar and not go get a superstar and put them on your platform. I love that. And Mike debunked that whole theory the other day, Mike, right? You want to, do you have that? Do you have that, those numbers still in your brain? I do. I have them right here. And uh, so I, I, I was getting, you know, we do this all the time. And one of the, one of the biggest gripes we hear from maybe not people who watch the BKFC or bare knuckle in general, but a lot of people who like to just get in there and just poke at, you know, the same things over and over. It's a, it's, a, it's a, the usual criticisms that you hear. And it's like BKFC only cares about UFC has-beens, UFC fighters, this and that, right? So I was like, all right, hold on a second. Because we've been to a bunch of events. I watch them all. So I know who's been in the UFC and who hasn't. And I got to say that out of about like 11 or 12 be, uh, UFC fighters, I bet you most people who watch from the outside looking in don't even know there's that many. They might think of about four of them are actual stars. Yeah. Eddie Alvarez, Luke Rockhold, Mike Perry, Perry, like that, right? Beck Rawlings was on tough. People know those fighters, but the other fighters that were in the UFC, no offense, a lot of people don't know who they are. So I went back and I did a little bit of math and, you know, plus or minus two, uh, one or two here and there, but I just did a quick, quick count in 2023 246 fights in bkfc contained fighters that have never fought in the ufc so times that by two you know now we're up now we're up to uh just about uh what 500 fighters bkfc never. only bare knuckle never right. fought ufc that that fought in bkfc in the year 2023 and yeah. then i i counted 22 fights had fighters in them that fought for the ufc and for those 22 fights about 18 of them had one fighter that fought for ufc so go. that's just half and half right there for most of them so there's only four or four or five fights all year that had two people from the ufc Fight and a couple of those were fighters that were lesser known fighters in the ufc yeah. so that is, yes, they put money in the production of BKFC 41 because obviously they spent money on Rockhold and right. Perry. Got to do that, brought the eyes, and it works. Same thing with Alvarez and Perry. It works. It works. It brings the eyes. We've seen it. We were at Knucklemania 1. We saw where there was like maybe a 1,000 people. was a little COVID shit going on then. But still, from there to BKFC, say, uh, Albuquerque even, when we went to Albuquerque, man, that was insane. And then Knucklemania. Don't get me wrong. wrong. It's not like just, oh, let's put a UFC fighter on. Right. These are good fights that are matched. Yeah. You know, the the Chad Mendez and Eddie Alvarez is not just, oh, wow. These are two warriors, two real fighters. Like, this is a real fight. It's it's a real good match. The the fact that they're just from the UFC, it just happens to be that they were there. But – these are good. These were good matches, whether wherever they came from. And, and I, and, I do hate before. Sorry, Kyle. I, I do hate this because people will follow a fighter in the UFC, 
And because they're not at their prime anymore and they move and they do something different, people call them has-beens. People talk about them like they're lesser than. It drives me crazy because I see somebody like a Robbie Lawler, who I know everybody loved Robbie Lawler. And we've been talking about wanting to see him come to BKFC. And for people to say like, oh, he's a has-been, he's this and that. Like, are you kidding me? You didn't root for this guy his entire career. He's not a warrior. He's not a champion. And you're going to make pretend he's a lesser human because he isn't 29 years old anymore. He's not 32 years old and he's going to come and he's going to fight BKFC. What are you talking about? Like what? It's such the disrespect is ridiculous nowadays, right? I just can't they, take it. Those people that say that don't realize what like Ben Rothwell came on this show and was like, listen, I could have kept fighting MMA. He's like, but I am 41 years old. He's like, I don't have to kick. I don't have to knee. I don't have to elbow. I don't have to grapple. I don't have to yeah. do no fucking jujitsu. My training for the event, I don't have to worry about. All I got to do is worry about my hands and my cardio. And basically, that's it. He goes, and for a guy my age, I feel like I have an, a second career. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I'm not a has-been. I just finished my MMA career and now I could do this for fucking five, six, seven years and succeed and be a world champion in it. It's like the people that say that stuff drives me crazy. Yeah. Hey, look, everyone's going to have a, um, um, everyone's going to have a, an opinion about stuff. You know, I get a lot of, a lot of boxers that say, Oh, the boxing world doesn't really appreciate much of the BKFC just because, they, they don't they, they don't see the skill level or maybe they just don't pay attention to it but mm -hmm. they might see an Austin Trout say oh he's at the end of his career Austin Trout's ranked number five in the world in boxing you know he is he only he hasn't gone after a title yet because he is you know seeking a title here and um and 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 the Rosalinda Rodriguez she's 13 to know as a boxer was never given that real opportunity you know you know, she really wants to see fights at 115. She wants can't to wait to see her again. Me too. I was, you know, I can't wait to see her in the mix. Like that's a great, great um, asset to the company. I love to activate that 115 uh, uh, division. Like right. you know, there's guys like the 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 um, there guy little little guys that I know shouldn't be fighting at 125. You know, and I can I can gather a good 10 115 pound guys that. You already know that's going to be wars. Like there's there's just there's just so much that we can do and and, and show that it's not it's not a, a sport just for washed up fighters. There's a lot of young fighters coming up. There's a lot of young fighters that are taking on this, and there's a whole other skill. There's different equipment in the gym. You know, there's different there's different techniques. It's evolving beautifully, and I'm and I'm just I'm very proud proud of it really. Yeah, I love it too. I, I I think that the people that are saying that don't watch. They don't watch it. They don't right. know. They don't know who the fighters are. They they couldn't name you ten fighters that they tried. You okay. know what I mean? Fuck them. Um, before we let you go, we do have to say I want you to open up your crystal ball. Look forward to this day in twenty twenty four. What are we on? December twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. Oh, where where do you see BKFC in the hierarchy of uh, combat sports in 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 the world? Like, you got uh, twelve months from now, Nelson. I, how I, do you? Where do you see this thing at? I see us in Las Vegas, at the MGM, at Caesar's Palace, 
I see us knocking at the door of these networks, Fox, Showtime, ESPN, you name it, NBC, Telemundo, Telefoot, all of that's coming. All of it's coming. We are knocking at the door, everyone. It's just a fact of people getting educated, people understanding that this is this is um, uh, in the long term a safer sport. You know, not judging it by, you know, the the the, the aftermath of a, of a fight immediately after a fight. You know, it, it's it's just that when people get educated on what they're seeing, and I've never had, I've never invited anyone to one of these fights that didn't just sit there and watch every single fight. You know, my wife watches the fight after I get home from the fight. I'm like, I just watch, you know, and just because I want to watch them all, because you know, you're running around in the back, you don't get to see them all. And you know, my grandmother's 90 years old. She she sits there and watches every single fight. Like never never had that. Like so, um, it's real entertainment, and the fighter. I mean, it, it's a matter of time. By this time next year, I'm telling you, we are we are going to open up all these states. We're going to be in all kind of casinos. We're going to be on network TV. We are gonna we are gonna be the next big thing. We're gonna we're we're, we're gonna be everywhere. I hope so. And yeah. and you know what? You you brought up something there about wanting to see every single fight. We were talking to um Todd Duffy at BKFC 56 mm-hmm. backstage. We're we're shooting the shit with him. And he's like, Man, I don't know when the last time I seen a crowd like this for the first fight of the prelims. Exactly. And that is a common thing in this sport. And I maybe it's because it's so new and everybody wants to get there early and see every single fight because they've never seen something like this before. But like you just said, every single fight on the card is so action-packed and so fast-paced and so just something different that you haven't seen in the combat sports world. It's it's really it's really something that the stadium fills up early and it stays the energy level stays at a really high at a really high spot for the entire night. It just keeps going up. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. And that's just that's just the fights. Wait till the yeah. fans engage into the stories of the fighters. That that's that's the key. The, the UFC failed until the ultimate fighter came out. Until they res they really learned who these fighters were. And that reality came out and they were like, oh man, look at this guy. And they followed that story and they followed the, those dreams and they followed that hurt and those problems and then issues and that drama. And when they went to fight with all that drama, the fans went to fight with them with all the drama. And when right. you when you relate to a fan a fighter like that to that level, you're you're a, fi- you're a fan for life. You can name fighters that you still to this day you can't wait to see them fight, and they haven't fought in years. But you say mm-hmm. he's fighting, I'm, I can't wait to watch that. I'm buying that because you, you already you have followed their story, their life. So and that's what it is all about, man. From prospect amateur to this. To the big, we will create the, 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 the superstars. We will create the stories. You will follow the stories. And, and the fighters need a, they, they're going to have to help. You know, they're going to have to put their 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 stories out there. And they're going to have to become promoters with us. You know, I, I always tell everybody, I said, this is not, don't just put it on us. You know, don't just put it on us. You This is your job. Your job is to be a fighter, to be the best fighter, to be entertaining, to tell your story on Instagram to post, to promote, to sell tickets, to put out flag, get your own little team. You're a company. Oh, yeah. You're a company, you're a brand, you're everything. You're you're a McGregor. Be the McGregor, your own yep. McGregor. 
I can't even, I won't name any people, but I can't even tell you how many different fighters I have personally messaged and said, Hey, you live near here. You should make the ride and show up. You need to show your face. You need to take pictures. You should be there. Cause I'm like, Hey, we want to interview you, but you should be there anyways. You should be in the crowd. You should be taking pictures, signing autographs, whatever you need to do, get in videos, interfere, insert yourself in a storyline. Just do it. You need to be there. Uh, like someone said in the comments, bullfrog actual says be Lorenzo hunt. Exactly. Be Lorenzo, be Lorenzo hunt. hunt. Be Lorenzo. Be Lorenzo. Hunt. You know who did it? Who know who's done a, a good job with that is Kai Stewart. Like nobody yes. knew who Kai Stewart was. The whole, the whole Christmas thing. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, Kai gets it. He gets it. Kai gets it. He shows up at events that he's not involved with. I can't tell you how many, like besides Lorenzo Hunt, Lorenzo's at all of them. Like right. he's at fucking yeah. all of them. If right. he's not at all of them, he's at 95% of them. Oh, but yeah. Mike and I been to 20 something events over the last year and a half. And I swear I've seen Kai Stewart at a dozen of them. Yeah, he yeah. shows up. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I like what you're doing, man, because you're shaking hands and taking pictures and getting your name out there. And that's what a lot of these guys should, you know, try to jump on that freaking bandwagon. Definitely. If he makes 15 more fans, that's 15 more $10 t-shirts, right? That's 15 100%. more people watching his, his uh, interview. It's 15, and then he goes to another one. Maybe that's 10 more. That's 25. Maybe he goes to another. That's 20. He went to BKFC uh, 41. There was a ton of people there. Maybe he got 30. He went to the after party. Now that's 50 more fans. 50 fans, and now he's got $20 T-shirts. 20 times 50. Do the math. I mean, it happens. It's not It's not easy, but it's also not hard. You know, like it's right. – you just got to do it. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of guys doing a good job, like the Brian Duran, the Howard Davis. You know, I was surprised. You yeah, know, Davis was Utah, and after the fight, you know, hard fight, there was fans taking pictures. There was fans like, "We still love you." Like, I was awesome. You know, I was like, "Hey, get, hold your head up." I said, "Look at these people that they're, they're still taking pictures with you. They love you. They don't care that that it was an L. It doesn't matter. Let let's keep going." Like, and and, and you know how it is here in BKFC. Like, we as long as you fight, you're coming back. The man will be back. We're gonna see another great fight with him and other fighters. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of 145 out there. That can see him. So, like, I just, I just, I just stress enough. I can't stress enough for these fighters to really start promoting their brand, you know. And and what you guys are doing is awesome. It's awesome because it's another platform. It's another chance to tell your story. It's another chance to really market yourself, you know. So, so I hope that you know we can reach as many many guys as you you can get on here, and and I'm willing to help any any way I can to get them on here. Love it, man. Yeah, and we you, appreciate Nelson. your time. You gave us a lot of time tonight. Thank you, uh, we'll Nelson. give you thank you. Yeah, we'll give you uh one last uh second to say whatever you want to say about the upcoming event or whatever you want to say, and then we'll let you get out of here. All right. Um I wanna say, you know, BKFC is here to stay. Uh, we haven't made one step back. We had there hasn't been a setback at all. It's been straight in drive the whole time. Maybe we slow down, maybe we speed up, but every year, every day, I see progress, and I see 1% better. Um, um, for the fights coming up, they're going to get better. We're going to sign a lot of fighters. This is going to grow, and, 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 the, and we're going to do a lot more shows. You know, we're slated for another 50 shows coming this coming year. Look at this. So, I took this off the off of Feldman's page here. 
This is right. This is this is right. This is crazy. It might be more than nine countries too. And 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 look, we're like you said, we're going to the moon. We're going to the moon, and there's no stepping back because we're being accepted little by little, every step, every minute, every day. Um, the fights, I can't wait. I can't wait to sign these new fighters. I can't do enough fights. I can't even sleep thinking about all the fights we got to do and all the fighters that we got to put to fight. So um, just stay tuned. Um, be before we let you go, there's somebody I, Somebody did ask a question in the comments, and I just want to ask this last one. Is there a reason why um, you, you say that you want to put more fights on? Is there a reason why we keep the cards to 12 right now and not expand it to 15 fights, or is it just – a matter of time in the what, what is is there a reason it is a certain amount of a matter of time based on like the um the networks you know uh, when oh. they start you know when they start also some venues have to get we have to be out of there by a certain amount of time okay a lot of venues are like you got to be out of there by 11 o'clock like and it's just it's a long night you know we, you know we're, we're there you guys are there at three o'clock four o'clock mm -hmm. and we're we're there till 12 o'clock so I wish, I mean, five, I wish we can put 15, 20 fights, but we yeah. would actually be starting at three o'clock in the afternoon. And then we would have fighters in the back all day. All day. Oh, so yeah. it's just a matter of like, it's a matter that we just don't have enough time. So, well, yeah. Nelson, this has been a fantastic interview. We haven't had you on here yet, and I can't believe it because this was fucking great getting all this information out of you. I, I feel, feel like, like we, we could have them on another hour. Yeah. Hey, yeah, another two shows, three Whenever shows. You're ready, man. I'm available. I, I I don't do many of these because, you know, people always got something bad to say or something. Well, you could always come on and talk to a couple students from the Northeast. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, no. All right, buddy. Thank you for your time, Mike. You have anything else for Nelson? <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, it's a it's becoming more apparent that we will be at the February second card. So I guess we'll see you then. That card is crazy. That yeah, is, cards insane. It's and it's it's matched. They're promoting tickets are on sale. It is gonna be uh. It's, listen, it's selling out. There's a I, I think there's already a thousand tickets sold already. No lie. I'm, I'm telling you, it is selling out. And 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 we got Bryce Henry, Blas, uh, Gallo. This kid Chris Garcia, he's blowing up. He's looking great. He's taking on a real challenge. Vincent, this you know that's gonna that girl fight's gonna be oh, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. This kid here, Iberola, man, I love this kid. This kid's already fought two fights and did 10 rounds of bare knuckle. You know how hard it is to do 10 rounds of bare knuckle? <laughs> I, I <Yeah>. can imagine. <laughs> and not be like, seriously cut up. Like, this great. And Plazola. Uh, Pla it's yeah, like a, a truck. Dude. We saw oh, him come back against Bridges at KM2. That was pretty geez. crazy. I got to send you one more. I think Steve Townsville's on that card. Yep, I got this. Reaver. Oh, yeah, Reaver. Great yep. fight. Townsville. This fight here, oh my goodness, this is gonna be a war. Yep. Like I'm excited about and this. Then we fight. got look at we got Rambo. Oh man, Rambo is a beast, and, yep. and this street is not a any pushover either. Yeah. So these these fights are really well matched. You know, Nate, he puts what? in like works 24-7. There's the prospect guy. I can't wait to see this fight. This fight's gonna be crazy too. Sanchez, this, like you said earlier, sells a ton of tickets in Albuquerque. I think there's already 500 tickets sold, maybe 600 tickets sold there too. Hey, I noticed we didn't have a graphic for um for Jomi and Doolittle. I didn't see oh, that. Oh, I one. got that. Hold on, ready? You got that one? I have it. I have it. We get, we yeah, got if that you one. Graphics, yeah, you I let do. me know ahead of time. Yeah. As soon as they're I done, right here. Yep. Now, 
Great fight. Great fight. Yeah. Listen, we could do this all night. Um, I feel like I feel like uh, if we wanted to, you could address uh, putting certain guys on the prelims of this card. I know that a lot of people were fucking butthurt about uh, Reber on the on the prelims, but Feldman answered it perfectly, saying that we get hundreds of thousands of views on the free views. Yep. And we put high quality fights on these free views and that's yeah. more people that are more likely to get on the app and buy the app and then actually pay for the product. So yeah. and it's I mean, a business move, man. Uh, Derek is not from there. Reber is not really a, a, one of the guys local there, you know, but yeah. it's eight o'clock. Like, you know, yeah. it's not like it's three in the morning afternoon or five in the afternoon. The, the stadium will be full of people already. You know, they're going to get the crowd and, and, and you're going to be able to see a great free fight. You know, you can't be mad at that at all. It's fucking awesome. Well, we will see you February 2nd, my friend. I can't wait to get back on the road again and I will talk to you soon. All right, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. Later. Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. There he is. Nelson Lopez just gave us an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we just keep, keep talking. <laughs> Sorry about the Jomi Doolittle. I had it lined up somewhere, like down at the bottom, rather than in with the the rest. Because I try to when I upload all the pictures, all I try to put them in order, and it was like down between like all of our picks for the year. Yeah, like male you know, of the year it was like between those pictures. That was that was a great interview, and I I I knew Nelson had done a lot, but I didn't realize like how invested into combat sports he's been especially yeah. boxing like what an asset to have a guy like that that's done a little bit of everything you know what i mean it reminded me like of q you know because q was a driver when we met him but i think he does he promotes his own boxing events in like atlanta or something like that so yeah. it's like q's like on the ground floor of the nelson um you know game plan there so Awesome shit, man. Yeah, that was uh, fun. Yeah. Can't wait for February 2nd. Oh, Mike, my God. I cannot wait. Oh, 2023 is over, Mike. 2023 is over. Yep. Yep. What a fucking year we had in 2023. Let's talk about some fun moments before we uh, – we're going we're gonna to talk about our, our award nominees, and then we're going to wrap up the show. But, dude, 2023 – like there was a lot of things that jumped out and I could tell you right now, Mike, we started off the year in Myrtle beach and we learned a life lesson about, Oh my cars. God. <laughs> it's never left me. Mike has been scarred since Myrtle beach for and life, uh, yeah. he will, Basically he will, life. yeah, he will never lose a set of keys ever again for the rest never. of his life. Never, never, never. Hold on. So, Tony said he's disappointed that we didn't dress up again for this year. How do you know how we're going to dress? So hold on. Dude, I know this is not the award this. show. This is not the award show tonight. We're only going over the nominees. The award show will be in a couple of weeks. So it'll be yeah. at the beginning of 2024. So don't worry, Tony, we got something coming up for you real soon. So yeah. don't yeah. you fret. I we think he. You. I think. I think these guys are mistaken when you see we're gonna that we're gonna talk about award nominations. Well, that doesn't I think, mean we're gonna talk I, about we're gonna do the awards tonight. Yeah, I think that uh, our our good buddy Russ, who I don't see in the comments tonight, I don't know what happened. Maybe he fell asleep, or maybe oh, he, he said, "Get the out of here." What? You know what I'm saying? But uh, 
Yeah. Oh, as the kids I, as the kids say, Russ was capping. It, Russ was capping, and he put up <laughs> that tonight you would find out who who was going to win. I'm pretty sure, but that's okay. That's because right. we love Russ. Okay. Everybody loves Russ. And if you don't know who Russ is, get on over to the Extreme BKFC fans page and give them a follow. They're the ones who hook us up with all the awesome signed photographs and all that good stuff that we give away <laughs> on this show. Uh, and he is Roberto what they Armas. call Mr. Extra. Roberto, I already won their best hair and most handsome BKFC fighter. Go ahead and let them know, boys. Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? Of Did you ever see this guy? Get over to Rob Man over on Instagram and check him out. He's out there. This man is deployed. You guys should send him all the care packages in the world. But just please don't send him any Girl Scout cookies. We have enough of those. Or Beanie Babies or fucking... Oh, my God. Well, that's How many that Girl Scout... We- I did love Girl Scout cookies, but, man, yeah. we got so many of them over there, I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, and don't we, send we, summer sausage either. If you're going to send many, a pack... That, what is why that? is that a thing? Why is that a thing? Like every like every care package we ever got overseas had a summer sausage. I just you know what's really (laughs) funny? It's not prison. We're going way off, but (laughs) I got a reminder on Facebook. You know, oh, this happened seven years ago, whatever. It showed it was a deployment. It was a summer sausage that was on my chair in my room that I took a picture of that I think someone wrote so well, I don't think someone wrote it. Someone definitely wrote Mike's dildo on it and put it on my chair so when i came back from work there was a summer sausage like a hillsborough farms or whatever the fuck it was summer sausage no so this oh, this shit. one right here home with a hustle get shit done coffee this is oh, i should have on. a coffee right you, here with me listen you want to send some shit to some soldiers overseas send them some goddamn yes. get shit done coffee how about that buy, hey, a, buy a few we'll bags with roberto yeah. armas and you can send those guys some coffee you if you would like to uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. And I'll tell you what, we can kick some money into that to get those guys some coffee yeah. over there. Hell yeah, man. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's get back on track. 2023. Mike, yes. Let's skip right to KM3. Here's a few things that I wanted to point out that we just like forget happened in 2023 for us. Do you know that we met John Jones? Yes, we did. We met John Bones Jones and had a fucking, had a, you know, five minute conversation with the greatest of all time, Johnny Bones Jones in Albuquerque at KM3, shook his hand. Mike and I have a five minute conversation with him, stand there, bullshit with him. He's sitting at a table with a bunch of giants come to find out that it's his brothers while playing the NFL. And, and you know what? We walk away and 10 minutes later, you know, we go. We should have took a picture with him, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. a guy that that is like, we don't do that very often. Like we always forget to take pictures. We meet these people yeah. and whatever, but there's a few people that probably your picture worthy. And like, we probably should have done that. Right. Mike? We definitely should have taken a picture, <laughs> but it's, they're going to Albuquerque on the 27th. We're not going, but they'll keep going back and we will see John Jones again. And we will absolutely get a picture with him next. We asked him for an interview. We were like, he was kind of like, yeah, maybe later. So we yeah, took that he, as he was, absolutely he, not, and we left him alone after. But well, we talked to him early in the night, and I don't yes, think he, um, I don't think he was too sure of what he was going to think about what he's about to see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. But we did talk to him afterwards. Yeah, and he said he fucking loved it. Yeah, he was like, uh, that was some of the best shit I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, and he was there for what I would say is probably the biggest roller coaster ride of a single round of fighting that we ever had in our entire oh fan career. God. KM3, guys, I'm telling you, you can watch it on the app. Go watch it. It's one of the most classic comebacks you'll ever see and one of the craziest knockouts you'll ever see. But being there in the stadium and feeling the emotion, I, we're, I'm i obviously talking about Lorenzo Hunt and Mike Richmond. Um, that two-minute period was the craziest fucking two minutes I think I've ever been a part of as far as being a fan of a sport, watching it. And yes, like how he said, scary as hell that that a lot of people said that that knockout was terrifying yeah it was scary as hell um earlier in the night cedo scared us too so there was a couple scares that night yeah i mean that night was fucking i don't think a lot of people at home knew about the cedo thing as much because the fight was over and he was awake and went to the stool and then he passed out again but that was off camera i believe yeah, it was. Crazy. So I don't think people, a lot of people, were really following that too closely as to you know what was going on with him. But he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. So, Mike, let's move on. I'm just gonna really sum up 23. Uh, I just want to point out some things that you and I may forget happened. We so we move on. We KM3 was fantastic. April comes around. We go to BKFC 41. We have talked about BKFC 41 a million times, like a million times. Yep. Kale Sunday, Conor McGregor. Holy shit. Mike, we got to fucking sh- chop it up with Chael. Best thing ever. That was that was the best. One of the biggest highlights of my year, um, because I think that Chael is on a different level. Maybe not the greatest fighter of all time, no, but he beat he, ever. He, he, he had won a, every he title had, that there ever has. Never lost. Undefeated. Yes. <laughs> beat every champion in every organization ever. You know, Chael. Is one of those guys, one of those personalities in in MMA that, like, I was a massive fan of him, like, from Jump Street. And especially when he started going in on Anderson Silva, I was like, man, he's the greatest of all. He's the greatest shit talker of all time in any combat sport. This guy is the best on the mic. The Vand- the the Vandalay Silva stuff when he went to Bellator was great. The Tito Ortiz press conference is the greatest press conference ever. It's just so funny um, to to actually run into him and him be so nice to us. You know what I mean? He could. You never yeah. know. You never know when you, when you meet somebody that like you really are a fan of. I fear that he's going to be a cocksucker <laughs> yeah yeah I was <laughs> you know he mean? was gonna be a dickhead but he wasn't yeah i'm like man he actually <clears throat> talked to us and then we, used our information and used the information he got from us in an interview with mike perry during the fights mm-hmm. little known fact that when was he talked to mike perry he used information that we gave him so that was and cool. he and he did it when they went live at the desk and he was talking about um the Eddie Alvarez being the underdog for, for Mike, yes, f- uh, for Chad Mendes. He did not know that because I said, I said the chill. I was like, what do you think about Eddie Alvarez being the betting underdog? And he was like, what? he was like, Eddie Alvarez is the betting underdog right now. I go, yeah, he's uh whatever it was. I was like, he's like a plus 250 right now. And he goes, no way. And I showed him on the DraftKings app and he's like, wow, yeah. I never 
With their two resumes, I would never think that Eddie Alvarez would be the betting underdog with Chad Mendes. Two minutes later, they were doing the live desk with Austin Trout and Cyrus. Yep. And he was like, fellas, Chad Mendes is the betting favorite in this fight. Eddie Alvarez is the betting underdog. I mean, how much stock do you put in having one bare knuckle fight and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, he's using our shit right now. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude. So that yeah, was, was cool as hell. Very cool. Um, and then, of course, we went to BKFC 42 right after that. And, th and that was the 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 home of the naked man in the hotel. That's right. Greenville was phenomenal. Soto versus Good John. Um, you guys all saw it. I don't know if any of you guys were there live. Howie was yeah. definitely there. But in the um, comments who you thought won that fight. So Howie was there. DJ Tony was there. I don't know if anybody else in, in our comment section Soto was there. Soto or Good but, John? Who'd you have? So, Mike, do you remember being in the audience at uh, BKFC 42? Good John and Soto are putting on a classic. It's nonstop action between these two. It's a bloody mess. And people are booing in the audience. because yes, I know. I was so confused. And, and, like, I'm, huh? and we're like, we're like, what the fuck are these guys booing it's about? Good. This is fucking amazing. I learned that night. That 90% of the fans that are in these arenas are the Just Bleed guy with the, remember <laughs> yes, the UFC yes, yes. Just Bleed across the forehead? Uh -huh. ah, just Bleed! And if they're not pummeling the fuck out of each other every second of every round, they boo. I'm like, yeah. man, these people are yeah. fucking stoonized. This is some dumb shit. How could you it was get a any? You got one guy that I thought was winning, like Tony winning in the beginning winning in the beginning poet didn't know it so he's going <laughs> right and he's winning and then he fucking ugh, visibly winded here three comes good john yep, he's beating up tony now yeah. you're like oh my god is tony is gonna lose because he's 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 lost his his stamina is gone you can see visibly he's visibly winded and and good john's taking advantage of him right and, and then tony does the takedown the double leg takedown yeah, in the fourth fall. round oh yeah oh, the crowd's like Boo! oh they're so Boo! mad we're like oh my god this is crazy come out to the fifth round right about even there roundage and yeah. tony kicked it in tony fucking got a second wind and boom Cranked now they're going back and forth and it's like oh my god what the fuck's going on and i thought tony edged it out a lot of people thought that he didn't. Whatever. People start calling it a robbery. Not a robbery. That's another thing. We found out in 2023, 2022, 2020, people still don't know how to use robbery. 2024 <laughs> is a new year. We'll see if people know how to use the word robbery. If close, Mike, then it's not a fucking robbery, you morons. But 2023, 2023, people don't know how to use the word robbery. Yep. They think people that defend their belt makes them a two-time champion i can't do that anymore i don't know that's a bkfc fan thing that's a bare knuckle thing. fan thing i've never seen mm -hmm. this before and it's multiple people so if anyone thinks we'll talk about one person we're talking about you and Everybody. we're talking about everyone else too because yeah. it's a, a ton of people including champions who say it too yeah you are not a two-time three-time four-time fucking champion it's not that's not what you call yourself if you defend your belt you are, a you are a one-time champion that has defended their belt a certain amount of times. That's right, what it is. Right, right, right. John Jones is not the 13-time light heavyweight champion. He's not. You know what I mean? No. Uh, George St. Pierre wasn't the nine-time welterweight champion. He he's defended not. his title nine no, times. No, he's not. They okay? never say that. They don't do that. 
it's not how it works. Um, that's what it. I thought was what I one, one thing that I thought was very cool at BKFC 42. You know, these these shows bring out these fighters that want to be be there and see this Wonder Boy and his dad were there. And what I thought was kind of yes, crazy. We ran into them at the airport like months earlier. Yes. And told and them to go. Remembered us. They yes. saw us. They're like, guys, hey. And I'm like, holy shit. These fucking morons that ran into these guys in the airport and shot the shit with them for 20 minutes. They actually didn't just blow us off. <laughs> I mean, uh, they could have just talked to us that day and been like, yeah, those are a couple guys. They, they showed up at the event. Yes. They're and awesome. then when they saw us, they were cool as fuck. I wish I had and these they, pictures on. I have so many pictures. Yeah, it was. Um, we actually took pictures with. with I'll, I'll do like there. a picture photo dump from the year. I'll have to go through and try to do that in the yeah. next few days. Then the summer we took off. I mean, we did shows all summer long, but we didn't go to any events all summer yeah, because yeah. Army. Army. Um, we returned to Denver, ate corn dogs. Corn oh, dogs. my God. God, those corn dogs were amazing. What <laughs> was it dog. called? What was that place called? Oh, shit, Two doggies. Uh, I don't know. Called? We look up look Cross up corn dogs in Denver. I'm gonna find, I don't I'll know. find it. I'll find it. It was yeah. fucking amazing. Um, we ran into Brandon Gertz, who was supposed to be on that card. He told us the whole story about getting launched off his Harley about 75 feet. Yes. rolling down the fucking highway this guy's a savage he's like oh yeah man launched me like 70 feet down the fucking road i rolled out of it and walked away like you're fucking goddamn wolverine huh <laughs> yeah and then we said that we want to see him fight elvin Brito. yeah and he was all about it he was like i'll fight elvin yeah. i'll fight elvin in puerto rico let's do it i know that's a fight i, I want would to see. love to see brandon gertz versus elvin Brito in puerto rico that would be fucking awesome and then uh we hung out with the cali boys again we saw them at albuquerque 41 no, a 41 yeah and then we saw them at 50 50 and then we saw them at 56 yeah what a, wow awesome three, and three. we ate breakfast with those guys in big ben at 41 yeah at first yeah. watch i remember good times dude shout out let's go boy for sure and then uh shout out, let's go boy yeah shout out let's go yeah, boy let me, let me let me bring that up real quick shout out let's go boy boy shout out let's go boy <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah man fucking awesome those are those guys are great and and that video that they sent out that sent us last week yeah, that hold, room hold on, that they on. have you want to see it check peep this room we didn't talk about this room yeah let's do this show it happy holidays everyone i'm absent-minded this is infamous mike j also known as falcon 09 we're the cali boys we're here to say what's up happy holidays to the mike and mish program number one podcast in the world let's go boy all day Ow! <laughs> dude there's they are they are those guys, dude. They are those guys. When you see them in person, they are exactly that. What a collection! I, got, of I awesome have shit. so many funny videos of them. Oh my god, they're so they're awesome, man. I we've I uh, made some good my, friends my here. Yeah, those guys are great for sure. And then we wrapped up the year. Uh, oh, we, oh, you and, can blame. Listen, if you're wondering where my Mike and Mish sign is, that's supposed to be right here that they made yeah. for for me, the one that's next to you there, changing right. colors ever so beautifully. Mm -hmm. It's Steph's fault. <clears throat> she moved. Steph's, she moved it. It's Steph's fault. Yes, she moved it. It's over there, and I didn't notice till after the show started. 
student out of the week. Yeah, so everybody hit up my <laughs> wife's, uh, you know, page on Facebook and Instagram and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Disrespecting, you know, Disrespect. the Cali boys. So they disrespected yeah. the Cali boys. Never again. I'm getting a divorce, boys. It's I'm moving in with you. <laughs> Hope you got an extra room because your boy getting a divorce over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! Hey, we're gonna go over these nominees real quick because we want yeah, everybody to get on there and let's do this. But we wrapped up the year. Uh, I, I whooped some ass in the home of the Gamecocks in South Carolina and some knuckles, paper, scissors. That was fun. Um, Keith, we got to see Keith Richardson fight four goddamn times this year and win a world title. And Platinum Perry continued his. Um, his reign as a star in BKFC. And I will say after that BKFC 56 event. Can you see this, Kyle? Yeah, what's it called? Two hands. Two hands. Two hands corn dogs. Get there if there's one near you immediately. Yeah, fucking awesome. Um, I will say this before. I'm just going to wrap up our year. I do truly believe that Mike Perry after that BKFC 56 performance and all the shit that he's doing outside of the ring is as popular as any fighter in any other organization right now. I feel like he's as far as like stardom goes, is Mike Perry any less of a star than fucking like John Jones right now? Everyone knows who Mike Perry is. It's fucking crazy what he has Way done. More people are talking it, about Mike Perry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's done big things for this sport. He's doing big things. Hopefully, we get to see him and uh, Dave Mundell one day for that 175-pound title. But that's how we wrapped up the year. We celebrated some birthdays in Salt Lake City. Yes, we did. That was awesome. Kev and Jeff Houston. We threw some axes. Kyle. Allie boys again. My birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, let's do this. Tony was there. Callie boys were there. Uh, Tommy Clahesse. Oh, my God. Oh man! Uh, what's his name? Tylen was the, Ty- the the weekly buzz guys were there. What was the well, what you just the say? dude from fucking um? Q was there. Ray Ray Donovan guy. Oh God, yeah, dude. he wasn't at that Dak? place with us in Salt Lake City. He didn't go to that. Place oh oh, I thought you were saying like who was out Birthday. there. All right, so let's dash. Do this. Dash. That's it. Dash was the man. Um. Dude, 2023 is wrapped up, and we are doing our award show in yes. probably two or three weeks from now. I know uh, people thought it was weird that we did it in like the third week of January last year, but we were letting the year finish. Yeah, we got to order the finished, awards, the and we got to count up all the votes. So let's start out with this event of the year. There's four nominees. Event of the year. Event of the year. Four nominees. Now you can find these. Let me get this thing off the screen here. Yeah. Oh, oh I already you, did it. Okay. So you can find these on our Instagram and our Facebook page. The way to vote is to get into the comment section and just drop whatever one you think should win the award for this year in that comment section. That's where we're counting the votes. Me and Mike went over all the events. These are the four that really stood out, right? Oh, Knucklemania yeah. 3, phenomenal. We talked about it. You, Diego Sanchez and Austin Trout. You got John Dotson and, and Grant on there. You got Greg Hardy making his debut, getting knocked out by Josh Watson. And you got Richmond 
and fucking Lorenzo Hunt just stealing the show at in the main event. Just absolutely incredible. Then we go to April, BKFC 41. We didn't know they can get bigger than KM3. You got Perry and Luke Rockhold. You got Mendez and Alvarez putting on a basically a BKFC equivalent to the Forrest Griffin fucking uh, Stefan Bonner fight. Like really putting the stamp of approval on this sport. Beck Beck versus Misfit one. Chad and you you go on there look at all that one. Then new female fighter is born there. Yep. Oh, Gabby Roman made her debut on short notice. Seven second knockout from Dylan Weinmiller. Believable. Yep. Um, but then you go and any we already talked about it. Like Connor was in the house and Chael was there. It was just crazy. Then you go to Thailand five, and and like people are probably wondering like why that's on there. It really was. Look at the viewing numbers. Buakau and Sanchai are such big stars. That was a big, big deal. That was a yes. huge, huge event. It was. Um, those two guys, you might not have loved the It was fight. bigger outside the U.S., I think, than it was in the U.S. Yes, it was like, It wasn't as important to me, but overseas, it was way important. Right. It was incredible. I mean, like, incredible to do over there in Thailand, for sure. And then you got a, a title change hands over there, and then you had Frankie win the fucking 145-pound um, title. It was a big, it was a big event. And then you capped it off with Salt Lake City, Perry and Alvarez. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see uh, Rothwell and Duffy, but I know. you got to see Be- Beck and Misfit 2 and Howard and Kai and uh, the heavyweight title found a home. So that was, so go to Instagram, go to Facebook, drop your votes in the comment sections there and uh, let us know what you think. That one will be. Now let's move to yep. fight of the year, Mike. Fight. fight of the year. Fight of the year. Uh, these were all. I mean, I mean, now for all the people that are going to be in the comment section of this show right now, yeah. you forgot but what about you this think fight. your fight of the year. If, if there wasn't a fight, that's if there's a fight that's not on here that you like, put it in the comments. I guarantee you, we watched them all, and in our opinion, these, these are them. The ones. I literally spent. Hours, both of us, hours. So when people watching people so many we're damn just fights, picking this shit, or we're just copying some, we go through and we already watch have a list. Watch. So you want to know what's funny is in January we're headed to South Carolina, right? And Kyle's already right making a uh, document of all of the categories and every event that we go to. We go, oh, wow, that Keith Richardson versus Scoggins fight definitely going to be on the fight of the year. Same thing with Knucklemania comes up. Boom, we're going to put uh, Lorenzo Hunt and Mike Richmond. We're, that's knockout. That's it. So, boom, we put that in there. That's being made all year. Then we go back through every event. We look at every single fight. And if we go, oh, that was a good fight, boom. If, and we just go Rewatching. through. Oh yeah, we oh, watch man, and I... watch and watch, and we text and we send fights to each other, and it takes us a week before we can say, "Oh, these are them." And Kyle sends me the fight of the year poster, and then I go, "Oh, I don't know about this one fight. Watch this fight. What do you think about this?" So then he gets to it. Two hours later, he's like, "Oh, I don't think it's better than this one." That's what we do. We're doing right. this for weeks. This is not. We don't take this lightly. So. We might be wrong in your opinion, but in our opinion, we're right. And we took a lot of time on these. Lots of time. 
Yeah. Very important. You, you, you see him there. You see him there. Scoggins and Richardson, first event of the year was just fucking incredible. That fight was nuts. It was a bloody war between two hammers in there. There was a lot of emotion in the fight. It was fucking fantastic. Mendez and Alvarez, we already talked about that. That is like, as far as two huge stars from outside of this sport making an impact by putting on a phenomenal fight and then basically putting their stamp of approval on this sport at the press conference afterwards, inviting anybody that's thinking about it to come on over. That was huge. Good John and Soto. Like we just said, that could have gone six rounds. Who knows, man, that was a phenomenal fight. The one, the one, these, the next two fights did go six rounds. That win and Daniel Strauss, that went six rounds and no offense to Dat. It should have never went six rounds because he was dropped in the first round of that fight. Um, It should have been a knockdown. It should have been a 10-8 round for Daniel Strauss in round one, and it should have been over in five, but it wasn't. It was a draw, and it went to a sixth, And but all six rounds of that fight was fucking fantastic. Reber and Thompson, Travis Thompson just finds himself in this category every year. That was a six-round war. Reber turned it on in that sixth round and took it. And then Rothwell and Copeland, I think Mike and I both agreed with this one because oh, although it went three rounds, the pace, the amount of strikes thrown between these 275-plus pound fucking monsters it was, was unreal. so incredible. It stopped me in my tracks. Like, I walk around. I've said this in the past. Kyle, I was, we, were, like, we were separated at that point, I think. I was walking around. I take pictures. I talk to people. I take video. I stopped everything I was doing and sat down in like an open chair to watch because it was so crazy. I couldn't miss it. They were you know going, the funniest so, thing? they were going fucking crazy in this fight. They were just nonstop. It was while this fight was going on. Right. So I don't know where you were, but I was back by the giant screen right to the, if you're looking at the ramp, yeah, I know, looking at yeah. the, it was to the left. I was to the left standing there the with right all the fighters. Okay, so I was standing there, and I'm standing there with Josh Watson, dude. Yeah. And these two guys, these two guys are beating the fucking brakes off each other in the first round. Then the second round, Big Ben starts pouring it on. Then the third round, Big Ben is just cracking him with fucking clinch work, uppercuts. And then every once in a while, Josh Copeland throws like an overhand right and cracks yeah, Big Ben. I know. And Josh well, he Watson, cut Ben open right in the beginning right of the, in the fight. Beginning. And that's what was like, oh, shit. Like, he cracked him immediately, cut him open. And you were like, oh, hold It was crazy. You got to win this, like, quick. So that fight was phenomenal. But, 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 dude, Josh Watson stand right to my left here. And me and him are watching on the big screen like this. And he's like, I'll fucking knock balls of these pussies out i'm not <laughs> both of these these fucking bitches i'm not both of these oh dude he's going fucking nuts the whole fight it was so funny he was oh, like oh what a fucking pussy oh god it was he's great fun and I, I i said i loved him that night. i love him every night but i don't love was, him every night but it was it was we scratched that from the fucking transcript, right? <laughs> strike that. From- <laughs> but like he's a strike, strike that from the transcript. I didn't say that. All no, right. But really, so those were the, good, but he was really fun that night. Yeah. So those were the fight of the not fight of the year nominees for the Mike and Miss show and the mission accomplished bare knuckle awards go to the comeback of the year. This our All next category. Right. We're going to come back of the year. These were great. 
these were great. And I really feel like there's oh, like yeah. there's one obvious winner here, right? There's like uh yes. Yeah. I mean, there were I mean, some people though that voted and they think differently. So yeah. Eh, so know. so BKFC 39. There's one of them that I don't even like on there. I don't like it, but it is a comeback. But I oh, don't I hate it like too. It. There's one on there that it led to a title. The one you're talking about. The Alan Belcher uh, Arnold Adams is the most controversial one in this category for sure. But did he or did he not get knocked down twice in one round and come back and fucking? He did. Beat? He absolutely he did. did. He uh, basically don't vote was, for it if you don't like it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's that one. Um, the BKFC 39, Pat Casey was putting it on that kid, Kyle Kyle Wright. And Kyle Wright was not following his jab the entire damn fight. And as a matter of fact, you and I were standing there with Nelson as that fight was going on. And Nelson was like, what the hell is he doing? This kid's better yeah. than this. He they needs to fuck. To... Yeah, and and yeah. And uh, all of a sudden he starts throwing combinations and he comes back and he starts cracking Pat Casey. Pat Casey hits him with a fucking spinning back kick. It was crazy. This was crazy. And then he forgets what sport he's in for a second. He goes for a double leg takedown and then he gets knocked out. It was fucking fantastic. It was unbelievable. It was. It was. That was was amazing. That was a great comeback because Kyle Wright was really getting beat up in the beginning of that fight. Um, Jeremiah Scott was getting cracked by Chevy Bridges yes. at BKFC 52. Did, and look at the look at almost those two didn't pictures. make the count in the end of the first round. Look at those two pictures. Isn't that crazy? Like they are almost identical. Yes. And they're almost identical in the, in the identical spot in the ring yes. too. If you look yeah. at the crescent, like one step uh, I mean the bucked up, you look at that bucked up um logo in the center of the ring there. It's almost exact. Yeah. Jeremiah really Scott cool. was almost out like you said. He was almost out was didn't it the first almost, round, right? Yeah, and then he comes back and he basically does the same thing back to to Chevy, yep. to, to and he had a huge crowd there, a, a lot of following for Jeremiah Scott at that event. Um, big, big, big comeback, big win. Brandon Allen gets dropped by uh, a a champion coming in from another organization. Seth yep. Schaefer coming in to shake up the one forty five division. He drops a top fiver and then. Brandon Allen just does Brandon Allen things and comes back and drops him twice with two crazy knockdowns in that second round or it was second or third round, whatever it was. Second round. Yep. The first dropped him at the very end of the first round. Yep. He went and sat in his corner. You could tell he wanted to get him. I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. Got back out there. Let me tell you about this, right? If he knocked him out cold, it would have been the best knockout of the year. Like, I know like the Lorenzo hunt is crazy, right? The way it happened and everything, but the actual like visual of the way that Seth Schaefer fell, fell, fell like, like like a, yeah, he like fell to one side though. His whole body hits the mat, almost like his head hits it. And then he bounces up and his whole body goes to the other side of the mat of his, like it's, he like boing, boing. It's the craziest drop, but he ends up getting back up from that. Yeah, which and I then, thought was insane. Like he got up from that because when you see the way he fell, it was nuts, dude. It was almost like he tried to stand up, like his body fell, bounced up just a little from the mat, and he tried to stand up but couldn't. So he fell right to the other side, almost mirrored the way he fell the first time. It was really fucking weird. 
God, it was great. Dude, Alan, Superman Alan, like he, his name is nicknamed. He's got to have the most power in uh, 145, right? He has has to have the most power in 145. The most. He, yes. When he drops people, they don't get up. It's fucking crazy. Um, and then, of course, we had the Lorenzo Hunt. Lorenzo was losing one minute and 50 seconds of that round. Mike Mike Richmond was doing a great job landing, oh, yeah. landing constantly. And then he puts Lorenzo on his butt. And we're like, oh, my fucking God. Mike Richmond is really going to beat this ma- this juggernaut of a fucking guy. He's the juggernaut. We're like, what the fuck Just is going on here? Was and then he crazy. gets up and the he lands that. Nuts. Dude, he lands that fucking picture perfect counter right hand right down the pipe and fucking ends it. It was just crazy. And then the Alan Belcher. And so go on Instagram or Facebook. Let us know in your comment section there. Yeah, That's where you vote. You don't vote on these comments. You vote on the post in yes, those comment please. sections. Uh, next up, Mike, what do we got? Breakout fighter of the year. Okay. Now let's do it. What's this? Let's do the breakout fighter. Look at these guys. You had, uh, you had Mohawk who just like. This guy just takes the fucking crowd by storm every time he goes out there. He uh high energy all the time. High energy. He went two and one on the year. But uh, you know, even though he lost one, he broke out as a star. Hey, he lost to Jomi. I mean I mean, yeah, he lost to Jomi. Dude, decision that's like a that's great, in my opinion. Absolutely, man. He he um yeah, he he became a star in a lot of people's eyes. Uh Brian Duran really made a name for himself in the 145 pound division this year. And, you know, is making, and he's making a, he's making his case for a shot at the fucking title. He's working his way up there. Um, Doug Coltrane fought three times this year and fought for a world title. Um, Truck and Carson two and Oh, he only fought twice, but super impressive in both of those. He's a very, just violent fighter. You know what I mean? He comes out there with a pedal to the metal fucking pace and uh, puts on a show for everyone. Roberto Armas went, uh, he went two and one, but he had two knockouts and one of them was a short notice upset in Albuquerque against Eric Dotson in front of Eric Dotson's home crowd. Rob, uh, Roberto Armas, you know, really jumped into the, to the eyes of a lot of people there. People, he put himself on notice there, but the, and then the, our last guy is he, he worked his way from, I believe, number five to number one this year. Uh, people are messaging us asking why he's not fighter of the year candidate, which he could very well be, but it could be when we go through the the candidates that we have for fighter of the year you'll understand he is a breakout star he's on like year. the precipice of that like yes. conversation and I, I i really hate actually even talk to him about let's like, talk I, about I, it. dude let, let, let's talk about it. he fought wanya reed yeah on short notice right yep. it was supposed to be josh marr yes unranked short notice fighter goes out there does his thing. took it anyways Tyler Goodjohn is a beast. Huge battle. Huge battle. Five-round war. Tyler Goodjohn, if you're taking it off of merit, if you're just, like, going off of, like, records and whatnot, this is not a shot at Tyler, but he's, like, what one in three or something like that. When they So 
when they fought. So if you're like really going off of like a guy who fought, you know, a former champion and then won a title. And then you got him. There's a big difference there. And then he went out there and he beat the shit out of Kevin Kroom. With a 98.9%. Phenomenal. Uh, yep. So basically, yep. Possible fight of the year. And right. Definitely a performance. So, so Tony, Tony might be fighter fighter of the year next year, but right now he's on this, he's on this list that you see right there. Get over there. Let us know who you think out of those six guys is the hardest decision of, the year. of all the choices for, right. for, for these. That was, it was, that was probably the hardest one. It was, it was tough. Um, next up, we got rookie of the year. Now this one, um, we got the graphic where you get the graphic. It, it's up. It's up. I don't see it. I oh, don't see it, it. It's up. Oh, weird. Okay. So rookie of the year. Uh, I like a lot of these guys, right, Mike? But when it comes down to it, and we did have people like commenting and sending us messages, we're like, how are you going to call Keith Richardson a rookie? Do you want to know why? Because he didn't fight for this company until this year. You yeah, goddamn rookie for bare knuckle. Yeah. He's not a rookie in combat sports, but he's a BKFC rookie. He went 4-0 this year. Three knockouts, won a world title. He beat Brand uh he he um he beat Justin Scoggins, Cody Jenkins, Derek Perez and Reggie Barnett Jr. That's a phenomenal year for anyone. <laughs> but he did it in his rookie year. It's unreal. Uh you got Bryce Henry. He went 3-0. Dude, 3-0 all knockouts. He beat Brandon Shavers, Billy Wagner and Tom Schof. That is a fucking resume. Um, you got James get down Brown two and O Steve, Steve O Morris and former, uh, boxing superstar, Mike Alvarado. You got Gabby Roman coming in on a few days notice fighting at 145 pounds against Courtney Cameron and going to a draw with a girl, three weight classes above her. Um, and then pulling off probably one of the biggest upsets of the year when she TKO'd Martina Kroll in the first round of their fight. So 1-0-1, phenomenal year for a breakout star like uh, Gabby Roman. Brandon Bushaw, when we talked to Brandon Bushaw at the beginning of the year, he was like, oh, I wasn't even sure if I want to do this. You know, I've kind of like finished my combat sports career. Now here we are on um, at on De December 27th and he has fought three times this year. He went 2-0 and 1, um beat Paul Teague, went to a no contest with Rick Russo and beat Josh Marr. And the last one is uh Bart Kroll who went 3 and 0, beat Ashley Griffin, Sebastian Krautwald and uh then he he beat Anthony Holmes who is a fucking beast. So Really great candidates there. I feel like that top row is kind of like the standouts and Gabby's a, a big time standout too, but they all made a good run in their rookie campaign. Drop us uh, your vote in the comment section on those posts up next ring girl of the year. Yeah. They is are no longer, they are no longer the bombshells. Do we know why? Uh, it is a copyright thing. Oh, it, it is a, it is a trademark thing. Somebody, uh, a former employee, I believe, there's some someone has the trademark for it or something okay. like that. So they can't okay. say that no more. But everybody's favorite uh, category, I think. 
And I can tell you that. Yucky. (laughs) Yucky. So I can tell you that 4,971 people have liked this post on Instagram. And um, can't see why. And 369 people have voted so far. And uh, you got Caitlin Bertrand. You got Chelsea Bria. You got Alicia Spivak. And you got Isabel Flores. These four are the ones that have been around the longest, have put in the most work this year, done the most events, and they are all beautiful women. And uh, we love to see them at the events. Mike, what do you think about this category? Oh, this category is icky, yucky, (laughs) poo-poo. I don't like it. My mom does not let me out the house to see this kind of filth. I love it. I love it so much. This is a great, <laughs> this is great. Everything I said just now is a lie. So these are good. But however, these are all people who put their time out there. They travel with the company. They mean a lot to the company. And that's just what you saw with like the Brittany Palmer, right? She retired and like people say this and that. Like she's been working for that company for like 20 ever, years. Forever. Yeah. Like it's insane. And they do more than just walk around the ring. People are like, oh, yeah, they walk around the ring. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. That's not what they They do a lot. Like, they do a whole bunch. They put themselves out there. They're out. They do all sorts of promoting. They do lots of modeling. Is it super hard work? No, but it's probably something they love doing. And I'll tell you what, if I could walk around the ring like that, I'd do that, too. So I'm a bit jealous. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Clay Teal didn't do any events this year, so he's I not know. eligible. What the hell so, is going on with that ass? What the <laughs> frick's going on with him? Yep. Get over to the Instagram him. and the Facebook. Find those two po- I'm find trying those to posts. See them. And, but yeah. those girls have- and the and the rest of them too, because the UK girls didn't have a lot going on, but they 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 are awesome too, and <clears throat> they definitely deserve recognition. But they do a lot more for this sport than people realize. They don't just hold up a card and you know, they do a lot. So they are important and people do pay attention to them. They have a lot of fans. Let me tell you, there are people taking pictures with them more than most of the fighters. I can tell you that right now. Lots of guys like, Oh, let me get a picture. Let me get a signature. You know, like that is how it is. So they're very important. They bring eyes to the sport just like everyone else. So I beat Caitlin Bertrand in rock, paper, scissors yes. this year. Yep. I lost to Alicia Spivak. Take though. that. Take my that. dumb ass. She went scissors first, and then at the end we were tied one to one. And I, and not not you know. Oh. And yeah. then at when it was tied one one, we had to do one more time. I went with uh, paper like a dumbass. Where if I would have just went with rock like my go to, I would have won. But anyways, our last two categories. The first one is the female fighter of the year, and there's not a whole ton of candidates in our eyes. I understand that the BKFC had like six candidates and, but we didn't see any reason to be putting fighters that had one fight for the year on this category. You know what I'm saying? Mark, um, misfit for fought twice this year, two and oh fought Beck Rollins both times. The first fight yep. was just getting fucking awesome. It was a oh, great yeah. fight while it lasted. Uh, she and she beats back, and then they get the run back at BKC 56, and it's a five round, five round fight. Misfit won basically most of the round, maybe all of them, but uh, great year for her. Defended the title twice. Britton Hart 
makes a she she her star keeps growing and she got to do it in front of her home state twice um she defended her title against jenny savage and then she did it again against melanie shaw and uh had one of the coolest moments of the year when knocking the tooth out that was fucking yeah great. that was great that was it good. was great she looked pretty flawless. she looked dude as far as fighters go like she looked pretty flawless in both of those fights jenny and um and yeah Melanie she did she looked really good she you know what i you know what untouched, i love basically in both of them you know what i did love and this is a little selfish but we've been doing the tom's watch bar watch parties when we're here around town and which we will do again next year um but that fight did we we watched that fight when we were mm-hmm. at the bar and it was good for because what we want when we're at the bar is we're trying to bring this sport to a crowd of people who don't watch this sport who have never seen it and when mm-hmm. you get a fight like that where a where they're just you know Shaw came in there she did not stop coming forward and britain was just showing why she's champion and they just went to war and Britain fucking hits her and her tooth comes flying out. That place fucking explodes. Like, holy shit, there's a tooth that just went flying. Like, yeah. You can't believe that a tooth just get that a female punched a tooth out of another female's mouth. That is hard for people to wrap their head around. And not only did that happen, but they continued to fight after that. And Britain yeah. tried to fucking murder her in that ring after that. And she just fucking took it all and somehow hung in there and went oh, to the man. fucking last bell. People love that. And I swear that they gained fans of BKFC after that fight alone from those. Oh, two. And, and not not only did Britain gain more fans, M- Melanie Shaw like won over the crowd in that bar because she was clearly losing that fight, but she never, like you said, never one stopped time. coming forward. Yes. Even when the tooth got down on the cards, four rounds to one, right? Yeah. And she gets her fucking tooth knocked out. She keeps going. Yeah, it was crazy. She's not like, you know what? I can just fucking end it now. Nope, not, nope, not giving you an inch. Not going to stop fighting for one second. Right. And we had those two, those, those two champions were the clear, like, uh, obvious nominees. But then this third girl comes storming onto the scene. She's already nominated for rookie of the year. Gabby Roman does what she did. And like, like I said, she probably could have fought one or two more times this year. If they would have allowed her to, she took that, that, uh, Courtney Cameron fight on a couple days notice one over the, the Denver crowd with her, with her performance there. It went to a draw a girl that is just a, a, a much bigger, much bigger fighter who has, who has experience in the BKFC squared circle already. And then she goes in there in her next fight is against a girl that nobody supposed, you know, supposedly nobody wanted to take that fight. Martina Kroll told us like, I I can't get a fight. Everyone's, everyone's turning me down. Gabby didn't turn her down. She goes in there, a massive underdog against the boogie woman and fucking takes her out in the first round. It was just absolutely crazy. So that's why we said, these three women all had two fights on their record this year. Two of them were two and oh. One of them is one oh and one. But that one oh and one, you know, thrusted her into this fucking category right here for us. Yeah. Uh we had a question from Tony, and uh he asked what fight it was. 
where the fight that is not was, playing out. Was that, that, that was the, Kyle Wright. Was that the Kyle Wright versus Casey, right? That was that was Pat Casey versus Kyle Wright in Norfolk, yeah. Virginia. Yep. And and the, the mouthpiece went like one of our comeback of the year picks. Yep. Went like 10, 10 rows. It like it went right over the fucking commentators' heads, I think. It was crazy. Um yeah, Monica's in the comment section. Melanie didn't win a single round, so it's like yeah. Britain had a pretty flawless year. I'll, I'll give her that one. She, Britain looked amazing. Misfit looked amazing. It was it was a impressive year for both of those two champions, and it was a How, very uh, impressive. Let me tell you this. If, sorry. No, no, and a very impressive year for Gabby as well. Um, Howie, if you really want to vote and you don't want people to see your vote because you're deeply entwined in the community, and this only goes for Howie and not eight billion other people. You're still we do fan. have 8 billion viewers. We are 8 billion. Uh, the whole world. So the whole <laughs> world, you can yeah. send us your picks and we will not let you people know what you picked if that is what you choose to do. Uh, so moving on to the next category, Kyle. Yeah, and our last to- one of the night, we're going to wrap up the show with our last nominations of, of our award show. We got the male fighter of the year. And yeah. um and and we'll explain to you why these it's like Lorenzo yeah. Hunt fought twice. He goes out there, he unifies the light heavyweight title against a guy who is just an absolute terminator in fucking Mike Richmond, right? Mike Richmond is is as good as they get. They had this huge beef going. They go out there, incredible one round war. And he pulls off one of the greatest comebacks you'll ever see in a combat sports fight. And he unifies the belt. But then he stays active as a champion of two different divisions. And he goes and he defends that 205 title in Denver at BKFC 50 against Chris Camozzi, who is maybe one of the most seasoned veterans in the entire sport. As far as resume goes and the amount of fights that he has and the, the amount of top-tier talent that Chris Camozzi has fought in his career. Lorenzo goes out there. He defends his title against Camozzi, and he goes 2-0 on the year, unifying a belt, defending the 205. You got John Dotson, who goes out there at Knucklemania 3, and he fights Jared Grant, former uh, interim champion at 135 pounds, just completely dominates Jared. Um, and then later on in the year, gets a chance to become the inaugural 125 pound champion for the BKFC. And he fights J.R. Ridge, the number one contender. And he does the same damn thing with J.R. Uh, John Dotson is about as flawless as it gets in bare knuckles so far in his career. And he fought twice, beat a former champion, became the first 125 pound champion of BKFC history. Our third, our third nominee is Keith Richardson, and we already talked about him in Rookie of the Year. Keith Richardson is nominated for Fight of the Year. He's re- nominated for Rookie of the Year, but he's also 4-0. He could not not be in this category, right, Mike? He had to be in this category at oh, 4-0. Man. Justin Scoggins, Fight of the Year Possible candidate. Fight of the Year. Three, uh, two knockout, uh, three knockouts on the year. Right, three, yep. three, yeah, knockouts, yeah, yeah, two knockouts finishes. and a TKO. And a TK. I think I would say, but he goes out there, he wins four times, three finishes, fight of the year candidate, rookie of the year candidate, and becomes the 135 pound champion, beating a Mount Rushmore type fighter in Reggie Barnett Jr. Unbelievable year for him. 
Fourth guy on this list here is Kai Stewart. Kai Stewart wins the 145-pound title against Louis yeah. Lopez in a heated yeah. rivalry-type fight in front of his 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 uh, his, his state, people. his yeah. people in Great Falls, Montana. Right. Beats him, and then he goes out there. He markets himself like crazy, like we talked about earlier. He's all over the place. He gets into it with H.D. Davis at BKFC 50, was yep. it? Yep. And then here we are, BKFC 56, and they have their showdown there at BKFC 56. As and a huge, as a pretty big underdog big for a un- champion, as a champion. Champion, big underdog, and he goes Even out visually. And, and that's not like a dig at him. He's the champion. But you look at HD, he's taller, he has the longer reach, he's got the extremely like chiseled physique, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's talking shit, he's aggressive. Kai's like, yeah, whatever. I'll fucking yeah. win. He's the underdog, and he knew it. He, he was ultra it. confident. He, to us, he he knew he was. He kept saying he was going to win, but he knew he was the underdog. He didn't pretend that he's someone he's not. He just kept on just going with his own story. You know what I mean? Believing in yeah. himself, he's in his own world, and he fucking going out there and he won the fight, and he didn't just. It wasn't really a question either he went out there and he won he won the whole damn fight yeah, uh, was... and that, yeah and he really surprised a whole lot of people which he made it ugly dude he made it exactly about. exactly the way we kind of thought he would make it that gr- that grinding wrestler style that yeah. driving forward yep. but he would land that left hand on the way in every single time HD was not countering it at all. It was just a tough night for HD, and yep. he ends the year on a, on a two and zero run for the campaign with a with a, a world title win and a world title defense. Great year for Kai Stewart. Dave Mundell is our next guy. Dave Mundell also went two and zero this year. The two guys he fought, we already talked about him once. Mike Richmond. I mean, is there is there any more of a candidate for a, a title shot at 175 than Mike Richmond in the BKFC this year? Like he went out there, he put on a hell of a performance against Lorenzo, came out on the losing end. But what he was doing at 185 pound against a guy, a weight class above him who has just been killing everybody was so impressive. He earns himself a title at that 175 pound strap. And Dave did his thing, man. Dave. Dave just fucking looked pretty damn flawless against Mike Richmond for sure. Uh, looked great. Got the got the finish there, and then he de- so and he defends it against Mike, and then he defends it against my, uh, Doug Coltrane later on in the year. Two title defenses for him. What do you I say love, about his year? I love um, what we found out about him in the Coltrane fight because. I said this on past shows watching mm-hmm. the fight with him and Coltrane after the first, maybe like minute of the fight or something, he started like really being a little reckless with his shots or more aggressive than he usually is in his fights. If you watch Mundell fight, it's not that he's not aggressive at times, but he's more of like a cerebral fighter. He waits for his shots. He picks his shots. Well, He's not in fights where you just see him just going to all out war and just fucking winging punches. But for some reason he's winging punches. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck's going on with this guy? And I'm texting people going, man, what's going on with Dave? He seems like he's being frantic. He's winging punches. He's going a lot harder than, I don't know if he just sees an opening and he's just not worried about Coltrane's power or what's going on. 
Well, you find out after the fight, he's got a cut. He got cut in the beginning of the fight, and he was like, fuck, I don't want the fight to get stopped on a cut, and I lose my belt because of it. So I'm going to go balls to the wall and fucking make this fight mine. I am going to insert myself into this fight 100%, 110%, and I'm going to just end it. And that's exactly what he did. He went yeah. all out. As soon as he got that cut, he was like, fuck this. I'm ending it. I'm going to throw caution to the wind, and I'm just going to come in, be as, you know, I'm sure he's being as defensive as he can be, but he was way more offensive than I've ever seen him be. Like he was just winging. He was coming. Yep. He was just trying to end that fight as fast as possible. And it worked. And it worked. And, and I, it worked. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great change of pace for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, yes. like you said, we're used to him being that cerebral fighter. And yeah. it, it was a different Dave that night. And that different Dave did the damn thing. And he, he defended his title and he got the finish on, uh, on Doug Coltrane, cold, cold red. Coltrane, who is a rookie of the, I mean, a breakout of the year candidate. Yep. Um, but he ends the year two and oh, two title defenses, two finishes. Awesome year for Dave, who was our fighter of the year last year, by the way. And um, our last candidate is the the new king of violence, man. Yeah. The, the, the new Mike Perry. The, the king of violence is on here two and oh, two finishes. He beat. UFC former middleweight champion Luke Rockhold made him made him quit in the first round after breaking his teeth. And then he goes on to fight the UFC's uh, most violent man on the planet title yep. holder. And they make yep. a belt for king of violence former and they champ. put him in there and they, awesome. they put, yep. And former UFC champion, former Bellator, Bellator. champion, yep. former fucking multiple organization champion. Self-proclaimed fucking king of uh, 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 fucking street fighting champion, basically. Yeah. He was saying how many street fights he had. like 400-something, hey, maybe. Yeah. He's... yeah. So, the underground king. Yeah, it's it's an incredible year for Mike Perry as well. Um, he really became the face of this organization. And as much as these other fighters don't want to hear that, be thankful that he's there because he's brought millions of eyeballs to this sport that weren't watching before. He beats Luke Rockhold. He beats Eddie Alvarez. He becomes the king of violence. He broke teeth on Luke. He broke an orbital on Eddie. He becomes, is there a more fitting year for a guy that wins a belt called king of violence than a guy who goes two and oh and breaks teeth and an orbital? You know what I mean? It's like, Oh yeah. What a he's fucking He's done more for this sport alone than fucking so many people. Like his presence in the sport, and not and and people have to be ha happy for him too because I I get there's I, actually I don't get it, but I I see it all the time. Yeah. And we were talking about it with Nelson, and it's this vitriol, this hate, this discontent towards people who fought for UFC. Like, listen, people, combat sports is what you love, right? Isn't that why you're watching? BKFC, isn't that why you watch all of the other combat sports organizations? He was in UFC. Yes, he's not in there anymore. But he's only 31 he's years old. He's, he's a fucking he's a young man. He's fucking badass. He's funny. He knows how to gain attention. He knows how to market himself. And he's in here winning and he's drawing people to the sport that we all love. So I just don't understand 
when people don't give him the props that he deserves. And he definitely deserves Dude. a lot of props. I don't give a shit what people say if all oh, your kids in his ass or this and that. He is it's worth fact, every dude. dollar it's... that people that the BKFC has spent on him. He is worth every dollar. And not only that, but he goes on Ariel Helwani's show all the time, as well as Alvarez and all these other guys. Um, but Mike hold on, hold on a second. Bullfrog actual. Bull, Bullfrog actual. You're smarter than this, dude. You're smarter than this. Keith never fought in the UFC. Dave nope. Mundell never fought in the UFC. No. Nope. Kai Stewart, Stewart never fought in the UFC. Lorenzo yeah. Hunt never fought never in the, the UFC. UFC. John Dotson and Mike Perry are the only two fighters on that board right there that fought yeah. in the UFC. So, so that that's, is a, uh, that, that's, that's that 33%. Is what, yeah, it, it's common it, misconception that, here. It, it's a huge misconception that people, yes, Keith Richardson has this career outside of the BKFC that is, you know, a, a 40 fight career outside of the U outside of the BKFC, but yeah. none of them were in the UFC. Kai Stewart never fought in the UFC. Dave Mundell never fought in the UFC. Lorenzo Hunt never fought in the UFC. It's it's it is what it is, man. And um, and and Mike also had the wherewithal at BKFC 41 when the biggest star in combat sports shows up, and he goes ringside. And Mike Perry was supposed to call out Cowboy Cerrone, and he pulls an audible right there on the spot. And says, can I get a face off with Conor McGregor? And then Conor McGregor goes up in that ring and has that moment, this gigantic viral moment, the number one trending thing in, on fucking Twitter that day in the day after. Every outlet, every combat sports media outlet in the fucking world was talking about BKFC 41. Because of that move right there. Like, we talked to Mike about it. Was that the plan? No, that was a fucking swerve in the spot. Like, they were, they like, Cowboy was Cerrone was Cowboy, pissed. Yes. Cowboy was pissed because Cowboy was sitting front was row, you know, and he was going to, they were going to try to set up a Cowboy Cerrone fight with him for later on. And Mike did it. Mike did what he did. And it was a, it was a move. That was well played. It was fucking well played. It didn't set up the cowboy fight, but who gives a shit because he ended up getting the Eddie Alvarez fight anyway. So anyways, that's what I got to say about that. You got Lorenzo Hunt, you got John Dawson, you got Keith Richardson, Kai Stewart, Dave Mundell, Mike Perry. Those are your six candidates for male fighter of the year. Go to Instagram, Facebook, Make your votes known in the comment section. I wasn't trying to be a dickhead bullfrog. I was just trying to like prove <laughs> yeah. a point that like a lot of people think a lot of these, like, a lot of people think a lot of these guys have fought in the UFC, but yeah. the fact of the matter is that they haven't. Yeah. You know I mean? Wait, here's the thing. The UFC is the pinnacle. So that's where great fighters are going to come from. Yeah. And that, that is just the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Great fighters are going to come from BKF, uh, from UFC. It's just the pinnacle. Everyone's trying to get there. People in BKFC right now in their head might even think like, oh, I want to make it to the UFC. You know, like they, they, they're, it's just the pinnacle of, this, of combat sports. So like, that's where you're going to get the best fighters from. That's just how it is. You have to be the best to get there. You have to. So good, great fighters are going to come out of there and they're going to do well. Uh, because they are fighting against people who might be uh, not as experienced and not as good um, that than they are because they're coming from the top. So, yeah, that's going to happen. 
it is going to happen a lot. It's going to happen. Hey, and thank you guys for all tuning in tonight. Thank you to Nelson Lopez for yes. uh, really enlightening us on his background and his life in combat sports and what he brings to the table for the BKFC. I hope a lot of people learned a lot about Nelson tonight. Make sure you guys get over to the uh, Instagram and Facebook posts and vote for these uh, nominations. I see people in the comments section like um, uh, how he said, let's have upset of the year. I know someone earlier said I, G was trying to push for a cut man of the year. Like as these awards go on, this is only the second year that we're going to do it. Maybe yeah. we keep adding things like that. Yeah, it'll, we it'll could. Be, Performance of the year. Yeah, performances, dude. Round of the year, uh, like Rico Franco and you know Tony Soto, the two mm -hmm. people I can think of right away for performance of the year, like Rico dude, Franco, Britain, Caleb, Caleb Harris. He fucking just but annihilated I, him in that fight, right? But like we talked about Britain earlier, you would have to you would have to yes. dissect her two fights too because right. she was barely touched in either one of those yeah. fights. Pretty flawless, you know what yep. I'm saying? So if we so. could have a performance of the night. Um, yeah. what, what I want to say There's about a lot of Nelson, things we could do. you want to know how nice Nelson of a guy Nelson is. He beat me to say thanks for coming on the show and yeah. in our texts. Like that's that's the type of guy that you're dealing with there. We're usually the ones that text say thanks for coming on the show. He thanked us. So before we could even end the show. So that's the type of guy that we're dealing with here. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen often. With that said, Mike, it's been a great year. Yes. We're not going to do a show tomorrow night. Um, and next week, I'm going to be in Corpus Christi uh, for the week doing work. So Mike we and I... Viral are Sorry, we did viral moment last year. We left that out this we, year. We did viral moment last year. But you know, you know why I didn't do that this year? Because besides the tooth flying and the Conor McGregor, Mike Perry face-off, I couldn't fucking figure out any other really viral moments. Yeah, it, it, I really Last tried. Year was Dodo one with the dog, right? Yeah, there was like Ty Emery flashing her tits last yeah, year. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. Tony Soto saying he's gonna fuck the dog. It was like there was, and there was a few other ones. There was like a few that really yeah, we blew had, up we did last have year. The category. There was a Lorenzo Hunt one too last year. Uh, Lorenzo and Mike, uh, Mike Richmond maybe, maybe that was one of the. I don't know, but. I couldn't find really any that would compete with those two. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that Connor and Mike would have just won that. I, I don't know. It was super viral. So anyways, we're going to take tomorrow and next week off. Bear with us. Mike and I will be itching to get back on the fucking microphones uh, the week after. And we're going to start loading up the shows for the 27th and the, and the second. So big shows to come. Awesome year, Mike. What do you say? What I say is it is time to say goodbye for 2023. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thanks for sticking around all night with us. Until next year, we say peace. peace.